Max White, everyone. See something funny. It wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will work. All right, and we're live. We're working. We're here. We're at Tenor Trap. We're in uh, Greenpoint, Brooklyn, New York. Uh, very special guest today. I'm excited for this. Um, I was just telling him before we started, he's the first one that I've actually put notes out in front of me. Um, first thing I'm going to start with is uh, he's a writer for Complex. Monster Children, which I didn't know. That's a... Yeah. That's, um, what else? Jankum. I got Jankum on here. I got ESPN. Mm-hmm. We have Vice. And then Slap since 96. Yeah. Is Slap, that right? Slap was like the first... Shout out to Lance. Lance Dawes always gets bummed when I shout him out for this, but that yeah. dude actually gave me my first paid writing gig. At Slap? At Slap. Like, I wrote about um, the shred, the first Shred for Life, so the first uh, commemorative jam in New Jersey for Mike Cardona. Okay. You know, after he passed away. Yeah. And they did Shred for Life, and actually, fucking strike that. <laughs> I, shred for Life was a, the first one was for, I believe, uh, cancer awareness. Okay. Then the next one was Shred for Mike. I covered both of them. Okay. But the Shred for Life one was the first one I ever wrote up, and uh, yeah, they, they had a full-on photographer down there. They let me run, like, I think it was like a five-page article or something. Damn. How old were you? And by the way, this is Anthony Papalardo, the writer here. That's, this the is writer, awesome. The writer. The caveat. The writer. The caveat writer, skateboarder. Let's clear that up right now. That's always tripped me out. Uh, and someone's mentioned this before. Like, there's two Tom Knoxes. Yeah. You know, you know the Isle Tom Knox doesn't have to run, like, his middle name. I, that's that was interesting because when – okay, this all started because after the Taylor episode, I got an email from you, which yeah. was fucking awesome because I've been into your writing for quite a long time. And uh, But it was so funny. In the subject line, you wrote, Anthony Papalardo, writer, not pro. Is that something well, you have to do all the time? It, it happens, like, in – weird scenarios where you don't expect it because like i've been pretty steady riding and skateboarding i mean on and off like i took a a little bit of a hiatus to work on a couple books but then like the past five six years i've been writing a lot and i've written things about anthony popolardo yeah (laughs) yeah. like we're we've been photographed together so you would think it wouldn't um be that much of an overlap but recently i wanted to do this piece uh, for Huck about Greg Carroll. Okay. I heard Greg Carroll on uh, Anthony Shetler's podcast, and it was really interesting. You know, it's like you take it for granted. It's Mike Carroll's brother, but like Greg has done so many things, especially, you know, whether it was making, let, making Venture a legitimate truck company. Yeah, and know? like letting Couch live with him. <laughs> I can't even imagine. That's like those old guys. Um, wow, Carroll's. That's uh, I've never met. I don't, I don't really know that many West Coast skateboarders. And it's like one of those things where, I mean, I know Kelch. Uh, uh-huh. Shout out to James Kelch and Hella Cool. Uh-huh. Uh, I, that dude's awesome. And uh, But you don't realize how young those guys started at EMB. And those were like true city kids. Oh, totally. And they, yeah, and they, the adversity they faced being like, what, you want to skate these stupid ledges all day? Yeah. And it's like, mm, yeah, it's actually probably the best thing that could ever happen. It's probably going to just transcend and like carry over skateboarding for a very long time. Yeah, but I had a... A phone call with Greg for about an hour and through the course of the thing I'm like starting to process it like I was a little hungover t- to be honest when we had the conversation I'm like oh this dude thinks I'm fucking the other dude <laughs> and I like do I stop oh he thought you were Anthony Papalaro skateboarder yeah because he's like towards the end of our conversation he threw something in and I was like fuck no. is it that one time you switched with love like, oh shit it's like yeah no man so I, I, dec- I cleared it up after via email so now 
I don't know. When it's people I don't know, I try to like mention it. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, you can't really cut someone off in the middle of a story, though. Are you like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, I'm not. Yeah, I don't, it's weird. And it's also weird, too, that Anthony and I have lived on the same street twice in Brooklyn. Okay. We both used to live on Power Street and now Kingsland. Shout out to his part being uh, 10 years old tomorrow. Fully, I mean, uh, not tomorrow, this year, fully flared. Oh, that's 10 years now? It's insane, right? I feel old. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's by far the most part I watch, and uh, the part I, I watch the most in that. Uh, that's movie. A, it's, it's a standout. It's yeah. so fucking just the fast feet and everything, and how he like reinvents himself all the time. And then that Cincinnati rail from the earlier movie is that mosaic. Mm-hmm. What am I thinking of that? Oh, I lived in Cincinnati for eight years. Like that, right that rail. Just seeing that. Mm, no, I can't imagine doing that <laughs> back then. That's like I get mom feelings just thinking about that. <laughs> so where did it start? Like, so where are you from originally? I'm a. I'm from outside of. I mean, I'll just say outside of Boston to be generic. Okay. I think anyone from Massachusetts. Within 20 miles, says outside of Boston. So you're from Southie? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what everybody thinks? Oh, my God. I wish. Is that, so you're from there, and then what, so you've been in New York now, what, how many years? I think like 15, 16 years. Uh, I went to college, I went to Mass College of Art okay. in Boston, you know, right after high school or whatever, went there, and then stayed there for a little bit, and I mean, that was a really cool time, and music and skateboarding yeah you know the early 90s over there because you kind of had um in the wake of some really influential bands in boston like galaxy 500 or even like the, the pixies i guess you consider a boston band even to a degree dinosaur jr even though they were from western mass like there was this very um almost like scholarly music scene that sprouted up because of the college culture there yeah and then at the same time I think we figured out, like, I was still in high school when we figured this out, but I remember remember, uh, this guy that I grew up skating with, this guy, Al DeFusco, he picked me up one day. He's like, there's an EMB in Boston. There's an Embarcadero in Boston. I'm like, what the the fuck are you talking about? He's like, there's a ledge spot, Copley Square. They built this spot. It's like, it'll be like EMB. And it it was. You know, it became like the meetup spot, like Copley Square. and, And that's when I first started seeing... Robbie Ganjemi, Jamal, that was, uh, I think people would come from, I saw Ben Liversedge skate there for Sick. the first time, Chris Keefe. Infamous was like my shit when I was a kid. Yeah, it would, it, Char- Charlie, Charlie Wilkins, um, who else? Wait, that's not the PJ Ladd spot, is it? No, I don't, I think I've only been to Boston like, once. More so like yeah. financial, but basically Copley was this, it was like a downtown spot that was just like the meetup spot. Okay. Um, Vanika Kobian, uh, like I said, Steve Nardone, like all these rad guys, like 3, 3D skateboards was kind of the the thing that, you know, not 3D skateboards, 3D innovations okay. kind of united everyone. So like Matt Landon was the guy who was had the brand, you know, and then later Roger Bagley and those guys started Positive Skate Shop. That was the shop back then? That was yeah. the next question. And that was, what was really interesting is that Jerry Fowler moved to Boston. I was like, a dude from California would move here? Like, why the fuck would you do that? And yeah. he's so ill, you know? Yeah. So that was, it was an interesting time. Like, that, Chad Muska came to skate Boston. And, so, you know, like, Welcome to Hell, like, Donnie Barley shit was like, that death ledge. It was, it was either Welcome to Hell or uh, Eastern Exposure. But all that stuff was going on and all this cool music culture, and it made it really hard for me to go to school. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Jesus. Which Muska did you get when he came? Uh, 
Like the, the little brim hat with nice. headphones. Must oh, go. nice. I'd never seen a dude skate with headphones before. And he's mad little. I thought he was like a. Yeah. He looked big or something. I, was that, would that be pre or post Paris Hilton, Chad Moscow? Oh, way pre. Is it pre? pre? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to carbon him, date myself, but yeah. I've only seen him once, and that was on his like cruiser bike with a basket going down like Fifth Avenue. And I was like, Muska sighting. Like, I just sat yeah. under my breath yeah. with my friend. And I was like, nice. That's awesome. I think he exuded muskiness even then, and I, I don't even think he had a part out yet. Man, that's crazy. I just remember seeing him, well, obviously everywhere, like, oh, white guy spray painting. You know what I mean? And then with like the, the mask on carrying the boom box. I mean, that's a force to reckon with. That yeah. guy's still around though, right? Yeah. This brings up a, something I wanted to talk about. This is the only note I brought. Has there ever been an artist to quit being a real artist to skateboard and not the other way around? Never, right? <laughs> like, I, I want to say Shepard Ferry should start. He should start. He should try to go. I bumped into that dude at so many skate things and you're like, what are you doing? He... I don't know the guy. I'm just saying, I, but I've seen the most yeah. random things. I, I have a feeling he gets paid to these art things that they do like pop-up music yeah. and skateboarding stuff. Oh, geez. What about, what if Banksy was just like a trainee skater? Like, like he was hash. sick or something. Yeah. yeah. Or even worse, he's just like not sick. <laughs> just well, real kooky. You could still give him a board on, pal- grab. on Palace and it would sell. Like it that's would, a perfect fit. Banksy, Blondie, <laughs> Collabo on Palace. That would be sick. They would buy that for sure. They have Hell the yeah. money for it. Hell yeah, dude. Have you been to that shop? No, I, one, I didn't there. go when I was there, but I went to the other skate shops. So I meant to go. By that, I mean I didn't mean to go. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was, uh, wow, that's Palace. Wow, that's pretty crazy, right? That's, um, I don't even know what to say about Palace other than they did something in terms of money-wise. Here's the problem. I have an issue because old me, because like I started skating when I was four in like 86 to cover myself. Mm-hmm. I have this high horse thinking of skateboarding, which I probably shouldn't. I don't know why. And so I, as the older I get, I think one day I'll be a grown up. I'm like 34 <laughs> now, but I battle with myself. Like one thing I want to talk to you about is the Olympics too, where I had this opinion. And the one part about not having a skate shop anymore is I can kind of get rid of those. Cause you do kind of paint yourself into a corner, you know, but there's nothing better than being like an old skateboarder and loving to hate something. You know, yeah, totally. Sense? And like, I don't want to lose that. I hate this. Like I talked to my friend Vern about it a lot is that, People are just so afraid to hate on shit. It's like, you know what, man? Like, you can't make coffee without a filter. You know what I mean? Like, it's just otherwise all this bullshit goes through. And and that's what I understand, too, is, like, the only difference between, like, when I grew up is, like, I remember making a mistake when I was, like, 12 or 13 of bringing a girl to come, like, skate, to watch skating. And the older dudes, like, physically beat me up until I cried. (laughs) And, like, they didn't do it. Like, they didn't punch me in the face. They just gave me kidney shots. Like, might as well start crying now. And then I think about, like, the kids I've been hard on verbally. And they're like, oh, you're such a dick. I'm like, you have no idea. Like, I remember always thinking I was funny, but knowing, being told by older heads, like, like when I'd like roast them being a little kid, because you're a skateboarder, so like, I, I grew up with a lot of older people. Like, I didn't have any interest in hanging out with people my own age. But I remember thinking and being told like, yeah, you're funny, but it better be worth an ass whipping when you do, yeah. you know, put it out yeah. there. And now kids are just so sensitive. I mean, they just, I mean, everything's changed in that aspect. But. Yeah, it's, it's weird because it's polarized in the way that I'm more sensitive to other people. Like I was not to get on some like serious shit, but get on uh, some serious shit. yeah, when I was watching that, you know, Obama farewell, I was like, man, I was such a prick eight years ago. <laughs> you know, like, I just saw like, what an insensitive shitty person. And I was probably like, thought I was the shit or something, but yeah. I was like, I, wow. Like that's too, uh, you know, that's like college and grad school that I went through. Um, and it made me think about it. I'm like, I'm so much more conscious of stuff and I'm probably oversensitive to a point of other things. Like here, here's one I was watching, uh, 
I googled. I don't even fucking know why, dude. Fully flared countdown. Okay. Because remember they had the ticker yeah, for sure, right? And so the, as the thing went down at the live event, right, yeah. And Phelps announces it. It's like, this is fully flared, you. And then he, you know, says like a homophobic word. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's only like ten years ago. Man. I know. And the, but then the best part is when he's like, that's why I only wear lacais. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And, but the, but then I won't give Mariano Sodi that year. Yeah. Which then, is like. And then ten years later, every white schoolgirl will be wearing Thrasher hoodies, <laughs> yeah. and the circle will be complete. No, but they. I don't understand. Like out of nowhere, is like you're shit talking a younger skater that's technically better, right? Sure. And then, you know, most people, but then you're shit talking and then all of a sudden somewhere like, they're like, well, can you do it? Like, when did reality come into the argument? This is ridiculous to even say that. And like the kid, like, okay, I always get in this conversation because I don't know what your personal thoughts are on skate babies. Like kids that are pulled out of school become skaters. I could give a shit about any kid that starts way early. Like you better be good at skateboarding because you're not good socially, right? Like give me a guy that works 40 hours and bleeds on the weekends. Like that's what I want. Like I'm hyped when a guy has a full-time job in skates. It's what I like is so specific, and I realize that. Like, it started when uh, when Eastern Exposure Three came out. It was like, oh, you just branded what I like. Yeah. Like, and it's not to say Ricky Iola isn't a talented skateboarder. He's just talented in a way different, more specific way than say uh, Shane O'Neill. For sure. You know, like I know probably in Ricky's head he could do that shit if he spent all this time on it. But it wasn't about that. It was about like using the, the entire city as a vehicle, right? Absolutely. And so that's, to me, that's the always going to be the North Star. Yeah. And it's easy for me. I mean, I like other shit too. I'm not like that linear, but that's always going to be what I get psyched on. And Ricky Oyla gets a huge pass. Not that I can give passes, but the <laughs> fact that he just said that he uses e-roller trucks and like he's like, yeah, they rolled. I could, I could grind. And and no one said anything other than like, huh, okay. Like, I, who who can do that? Who? And, yeah, and like to a, I guess to a fault, he made it harder for himself by speaking his mind in the same way like Pulio does. Or yeah, and that's not cool now. That's weird how that isn't that. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like Patrick O'Dell, Epic Later Wise. I know I've watched all of them. I, I definitely have enjoyed them. Mm -hmm. um, but that oil one was really interesting. And then if you were to watch like say another episode with like a high dollar skater that's making it, it doesn't have that like impending doom feeling. You know what I mean? Like the Oilo one just seemed, you know what I'm talking about? Like when he's yeah. showing the videos to his kid and stuff like that. And it's just like, he's got a different arc. Like that's not yeah. like, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Coming from like a media angle, you know, I'll get like an email, like, do you want to interview this person? And it's like, what's their arc yet? Like, they don't even want to fucking talk to me. They don't have shit to say anyways. Oh, yeah. Like, you're, you're talking about, like, catching them on the rising? Yeah, it's like, okay, you're a dude. You have 200,000 Instagram followers. You're making a shitload of money. The industry's different. Like, what the fuck do you honestly have to talk about? Yeah. The only and, and if I try to talk to you about something, you clam up. Because you're worried about blowing the cash cow, yeah. for sure. But the thing, and, like, to wrap up the oil thing was just, like, it's cool that there's people like, okay, there's a part in the Papalardo, other Papalardo, yeah, yeah. epilated, where uh, they're talking about, um, oh man, my habitat. I'm going to get, wow, habitat, um, Rob. Oh, oh Rob Pawlowski. Thank you. Jesus. I can't believe that. I forgot that. Um, but when he's like, when uh, Bill Strobeck is like, oh, he's sanding wood or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking cool. Like he got a job and got his shit together. <laughs> like, I love that arc. Again, it's back to like, he's a man and has a job. Like, I think that's totally. a good thing. And, uh, but people don't want to talk about it. They want to talk about like the Mountain Dew special or the, you know, the, the Mountain Dew guys. And yeah. And I don't mean to discredit. I mean, there's a lot of, it's just harder to extract these things. Yeah. And, 
and I, I think of it this way, probably the generation I came up with, everyone who got into skateboarding was like a latchkey kid, fucking a little off, whatever. <clears throat> and so it's not shocking to me that they became painters or creatives or people who work with their hands or people who like had an up and down, people who saw a rise in skateboarding, saw a fall, whatever the fuck it is, they probably have that bit of a story because they got into it because they're super passionate. And then now, because the whole thing is so big, you know, that's, it, I think the best parallel is at one point skateboarding was this very niche thing where you knew what you meant if you said you were a skateboarder. Yeah. Now it's like a, a like a really generic basic person with an online profile who says they like the beach and music. Like, cool, you like, I like music too. That's what skateboarding is now. It's just music. There's different genres. There's different... Yeah motivations you know most skaters it's like when you read like anything about them now it's like reading a tinder profile totally. like not a good one yeah <laughs> like it's just like likes long walks on the beach you know mm -hmm. uh uh that's just interesting do you think that this is more i don't know the money wise uh but compared to the 80s and now is there more money in skateboarding than there was in terms of like contest wise definitely more i mean there's more money now and there's more it's that like dopamine shit of the instant gratification like true think about this there are some skateboarders that are some of the best skateboarders of all time like think like neil blender you could probably condense his video career into under 10 minutes of every single time you saw neil, neil blender skate yeah you know and that's like two years of not even that's like one year of instagram for but, some well, dudes there's no mystery left i know this has been yeah. covered a million times yeah, yeah. though but like there's like it's the rule in absinthe like the or in absence the rule of like you know it's good to have some mystery about you not not but now it's like yeah, is like, it deliberate mystery because it's like when P Rod started fucking um gold boards primitive mm -hmm. and like he was just what's this gold board what's right, this spray right. painted gold board and then like that's all it was and then or did you ever see him in Street League doing the fucking hat thing no no did you ever oh my god we i'm about to pull up some youtube right now he used to do this thing before he you could tell he talked to like his agents because they're like you need to have a thing and he would like oh, no look way. into his hat it'd be backwards like his fitted mountain dew hat and he would slowly put it on before every single run oh that's awesome and then it just kind of fell off like it's because i i don't know who was announcing i can't remember who was announcing the one but someone like kind of chirped at him a little bit on there it's like wait what because the announcer was one announcer was like not skateboarding you know and then the one yeah, is, yeah. and then he's like well that's just what he's doing to get ready and he's like wait what i skate with him every day <laughs> and i've never seen it we gotta we gotta post a link to this video i gotta show it to you but i want to see it in slow-mo i want to see it in like four thousand or 4k yo uh, also t i think it's trippy that uh like this is how pedestrian it's Becoming like, dude, not shitting on Street League. Like, if I was some young head and I could make a bunch of money to do it, like, of course I would, you know? But could you imagine, like, if Christian Hassoy's era was now? Could you imagine that dude, like, after he did, like, a nine-club trick or whatever, yeah. how he would react? It would be fucking awesome. You'd be, like, bouncing off the walls, doing his, like, self-cheering. Fucking and it's, like, smoking meth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking rad. Smuggling things into other countries. And yeah. And but, then getting but, caught in Hawaii. Yeah, like a little showmanship. I don't know. Like, this shit is skateboarding so fucking boring to watch in a contest format, anyways. That's that. There's it's just fucking vanilla, man. Like, yeah. I went to a couple of them in street leagues, and the one in Chicago I went to, it just felt fucking weird. We were in like the Nike booth thing with all of our friends, but then there were more like finance guys in there than there were like skaters. <laughs> I shit you not. And then, like, 
I was, we were drinking, all of us were, and uh, there were some interesting observations. Like, it, I, I was thinking, like, there's probably more people in the VIP area than there were in the stands, like, just being a <laughs> dick about it. But they were saying, like, it was like, a, like okay, we're sitting down by where the scares were at some part, and this soccer mom came up. And she's like, Tori Pudwell. And she just starts yelling, right, this dude's name. And uh, he's like four or five rows in front of where we're sitting because we were moving around just checking it out. And uh, she's just like, Tori Pudwell. And the security guy's like, you can't yell. Please don't. Like, they're just warming up. And she just goes, Tori Pudwell. And he, like, finally turns around. He's like, yeah? She's like, sign my kid's board. And he's oh like, uh, there's an autograph thing later, man. Like, he's trying to be really – and I don't know this dude. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know him. Um, but he's just like – Trying to be polite about it. Finally, he, he's just like, fuck it. And he walks over and he signs the board. Then the entire crowd runs down and wants autographs now. And you're like, I don't even take acid. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? And the mom is just like, soccer mom to hell and back. And the whole thing felt very mallish. Like, kids running around, oh, grabbing dude. fucking ugh, You just described, like, the worst day of my life. Yeah, like, yeah, that's pretty much. It was the weird thing. It was like, the coolest part about that was, though, the worst going to trip was watching Andrew Reynolds skate flat, like, hidden. Oh, tight. And seeing Sheckler's mom in person. Well done. <laughs> well done. That's nice. What I see happened? why he, he's good at skateboarding. What happened to that dude? I don't know. He's a... Uh, or is he, like, so... Like, is he so high profile that I'm not aware of him? Like, he seems, like, separate from the all, world. All that money, and he has the worst fucking tattoos I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like, he's like an NBA basketball player. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, like, he it's like he got, like, a Hot Topic starter kit. I mean, it's, like, the worst shit. You would think he could, like, get some surgery done to repair those, though. But I don't know. what He fell off. I just remember, like, he got called out about lying about El Toro. Mm-hmm. That was ridiculous. But that was funny because, like, because that was, like, the last big, like, momentous anticipated video like i know the vans video is big but the plan b video is like you know this thing yeah and uh there was like a week after that where like slap boards or whatever were like shuckler kind of had the best part like don't try to fucking be contrarian and pretend like you like that dude now. yeah you know like yeah he's good he's i sick. think if you're if, if you're looking for a certain type of skateboarder he's the epitome of it like that mm-hmm. that's how i want to see him skate like he's an impressive skateboarder when you see him like Totally. Shred, obviously, yeah, you can definitely do it. But when that video came out, you're like, well, this isn't... Because I remember originally it was 11, 11, 11. <laughs> then they pushed back to some other bullshit. And then, mm, I kind of want to get into some Danny Way shit. But they're, uh, um, and then, you know, it comes out. You're not going to beat the Duffy part ever, no matter what dude, you do. Let's Duff- be real, dude. Like, I never met Pat Duffy, man. Like, this isn't disrespecting him. But I was, like, uncomfortable watching that part. Because it was like... I don't know, somewhere between, like, a dad still trying to be cool, or, oh, like, yeah. I thought this dude was going to die at any point, like, trying to, like, what you be, like, the- whatever the last evil Knievel trick was, like, last stunt, where probably the whole crowd was like, this motherfucker's going to die. He's going like, to die right now. That's how I you felt. You got mom watching. feelings. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, but but that's the, that, that was the new video. Yeah, but yeah. the old one's what I'm talking about in the rain, which was really yeah, sick. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. The, one of the best parts of all time, and that, like, I almost felt like, Man, they didn't have to fucking do this to you, man. Like, yeah. Well, it's like that Danny Way. I think Danny Way probably, and I don't know the dude, but it seems like he thinks the same way that Travis Verona does, where literally you can break him in so many pieces. He has the money and the yeah. mindset. Just put it back together. Like, fuck risk and fear. Like, I'm going to jump the Great Wall of China. I still can't figure out. We were trying to figure out, like, what skaters voted for Trump, and I always thought Danny Way. That's a good question. But then it was like, well, but he jumps walls, though, dude, so maybe he did. He jumps walls, and uh, I'll probably delete this part, beats gay guys. <laughs> <laughs> no one talks about but, his friend that just got out yeah. of prison in a house in Kauai. 
I can't believe people don't remember that shit. No one talks about it. That's like when they talk about it, it's like Lifetime Achievement Park. At least mention it. And in that fucking one interview they did with him, that was like the albeit Danny Way interview. Sure. How do you not talk about that? Like or that, the fact that he had, he owned a company that had a graphic of what? It was the uh, it was a rainbow flag with bullet holes in yeah, it? Yeah, fucking. No, that's uh, cool. That didn't happen. Yeah, like, it's, like, yeah nah, it did, man. it's fine. I've got a, um, I, <laughs> this is bad, but I've got a screenshot of a Tony Hawk's Instagram. Just randomly saw it late one night. He was at Auschwitz. And it said "fun for all ages." There's a picture of all this picture of all no. his kids. It's on no. my phone, no. <laughs> and I don't have the. I would never. I'm Bird, not. man, come on. I, man. I'm not like a TMZ guy, and he just bought a mansion in my home state, so I appreciate that. Oh, that's. But true. um, I'm not. But that's just that's just for me. Wow, <laughs> man, it's so funny. But you're like, wow. I think that the advent of the skateboarder now and the one back then, can you imagine, like, would Gator Rogowski Instagram, like, I'm about to kill my girlfriend or whatever back then he if he might. had Instagram? He might. Man, that guy's pretty psycho. I love that there was a time period where all those dudes just went into the mountains and bought mansions and just did a mass amount of drugs. It's like meth, too, because, like, no one on the East Coast does meth. That's what people don't understand. Well, at least not in uh, New York. Like, that's just not a thing. Yeah. But that's a real hardcore California, like, after like it's a post cocaine move or something, dude. It's yeah. When the cocaine's like gets too expensive, doesn't work anymore. They fire up. The, you know, it's like I've got some friends from Hawaii that are like surfers, and they're talking about like the whole Andy Irons thing. You know, like the surfer <laughs> Andy and Bruce Irons, and like when meth initial like, and I could be wrong, but like fuck them, it's my podcast. But <laughs> they were saying that the ice initially got introduced to Hawaii mostly because a lot of those big wave surfers needed the nerve just to go out in the fucking water. Oh, right on. And so it made sense to me. And then when he died, they found traces of all that stuff. So I'm not saying that that's what it was but uh i'm never gonna judge anyone for the drugs they do but it is interesting to see how now that place from whatever is just like wiped on that shit like that drug is everywhere did it was that a lot when you grew up did you see a lot of people go through it take the ride on drugs uh opioids where yeah. i grew up you know like massachusetts i think kind of because of how liberal the healthcare laws were like i feel like that was the united states guinea pig for prescription drugs yeah i mean that's part of the reason i left massachusetts is i started to see Oxycontin, like, what would happen is, like, I feel like there was an accessibility to pills that happened in the early 2000s where it was, like, Vicodin and Oxycontin, Percocet, like, it just kind of appeared. Yeah. And it was, like, Vicodin was, like, the weed of pills, you know, like, whatever, we're at a fucking party. And then, like, six years later, dudes are selling, like, their teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you would see it because, like, it would be, like, a someone's grandmother in like Southie has chronic pain, not to single out Southie just as example. Right. Yeah. And you know, she would get like 80 OCs a month and like juniors fucking comes by and is selling them off, you know, like yeah. once people started getting into them to the point where like it was people were ODing and you know, then uh, the obvious move is to get on heroin after that. Now they're having a problem up there because there's so much shitty heroin. That's like cut, not that there's good heroin, yeah, but uh, none of that it's, top shelf shit. It's just cut so many times before it hits the U.S. Yeah. and it goes through primarily Vermont, um, and so people are ODing on like what's it fentanyl or if yeah. I'm saying it incorrectly. So I saw that problem and I was just like, dude, this place is fucking dark. Like, man, these Red Sox better win the World Series or some shit, or everyone's gonna die That's, here. It's like weird too. And once you get like the pills thing, it's where doctors kind of put a stamp on it. And they're mm -hmm. like, oh, it's okay. I know a girl, like one of my good friends, like I grew up with, she's been a, a prescribed to Adderall since she was in third grade. Yeah. Now she, she's like, you know, a couple years younger than me. She has no internal thermostat. She's either like boiling hot or freezing oh, cold. Dude. Same long-term exposure as like meth heads because when she started taking that shit, there was no control for it. There's no long-term studies. So now they're right, finding out that right. it's the, 
it's just Diet Coke. That's what everyone calls it. And like you see a lot of like realtors and soccer moms, like amphetamine queens, just like, oh, you wonder why they can take Johnny, Jimmy, and Timmy to fucking soccer practice, run an entire house, be a realtor. Mm-hmm. Do other shit. It's like, oh, it's not magic or willpower. It's uh, amphetamine salt. Yeah, totally. Man. Like, I. I think the most dangerous thing is like you just start getting in these fucking cocktails. Oh, for sure. You know, where it's just like. And you Heath Ledger, like an oh. accidental overdose. That would be the worst way to go, at least for me. Like an, not an overdose, but an accidental overdose where you mix the. the oh, top. totally. It would suck so bad. You're like fucking you get to wherever you go and you die, probably nowhere. But then you're like, fucking seriously, I can't get a rebate on this Yeah, one. like, come on, man. Get, let me get a mulligan yeah, on this cause shit. Yeah, because what was. Um, <laughs> that's so fucked. There is a guy who just laughs at you like, you pussy. Is it. <laughs> Wait, Heath Ledger was what, Ambien and Xanax, was it? I believe so. Something like that. Some budget-ass shit, though, where you know he's probably just, like, sick of his girlfriend, wanted, like, relax from her. Sorry. What was his girlfriend's name? Uh, Homegirl from Dawson's Creek, right? Yeah. Jen? That's all I know her as is Jen. Jen, man. It's not your fault, Jen. Then didn't fucking Spike Jones scoop her after that? That was kind of Did weird. he? Yeah, that nice. was like a weird move, man. I knew I loved Spike. <laughs> well, figure you don't have to, like, really impress much if that's where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a real easy boyfriend if that's where you come from. I guess so. It's like the equivalent of, like, you know, targeting new, like, uh, new, newly sober people. You're like, <laughs> oh, well, shit, your, uh, your bar's not set too high, is it now? <laughs> So in terms of writing-wise, now you branched out not just from skateboarding, you've written from like a lot of other things too. I was like Paper Magazine, something you write for? Yeah, um, I was doing like kind of like art culture kind of stuff um, for a lot of New York outlets. I write about music occasionally. I used to, like, what I did for Slap for a long time was music reviews just because I love the music reviews in Thrasher that yeah. got me into shit. Sick. And it was like, I was like, oh, there's all this cool stuff happening that, like in my head that like it would be cool to introduce it into skateboarding so it wasn't as much i might have started putting some like punk stuff in there that was happening that was getting overlooked but then it got more into just things i thought were cool you know like whatever kind of music i was like happening upon that i thought was interesting have you ever seen uh phelps's band that's bad shit right have you ever seen him play live i've never seen him live me neither sounds punishing <laughs> it sounds brutal I don't know. Seems like uh, every skater has to become a musician or an artist at some point. What yeah, happens to like a the, skater? Or real estate. If you're a California dude, real estate's their new thing. That, oh, is it? That's yeah. uh, They're going to become moguls? Exactly. That's, I guess so. You got to diversify City your City Stars bombs. Joey, dude. You follow Damn. City Stars Joey? I'm about to. <laughs> oh, fuck. Who did I just see from Menace the other day? Oh, my God. The one day I was at the Fish, randomly I was there. I was actually there for a comedy show. Fuck, who did I see? Old Menace, dude. Um, Steve Callis? Yes, it was Steve Callis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was, I was like, whoa, that's, that's Steve Callis. Holy shit. He's got that eye, dude. I'd never want to cross that dude. Fuck no. That guy looks just as gnarly as he did in posters when I was little. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Fabian, uh, like, just on the, not on the street. I saw him walking down the street in L.A. when I was on the show. I was like, yeah. So that, that, that's like proper villain skateboarders, though. Those Absolutely. Fucking depilator on them was amazing. The story about fucking shooting a fucking starter pistol out the window. Oh, dude. That's, that's like, like classic hijinks. That's the best one, maybe. I love, oh, it's so good when he talks about that. Oh, and the fact that he almost went to, he almost, well, they three-striked him and then he got out. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Like, for people to know, like. There's people in prison in California now for three strikes of weed offenses. They're serving life, mm-hmm. and now it's legal there. That's Can you imagine just the shit while the dude's getting probably raped in prison? He's like, I shouldn't be here. But, like, like for real? For, like, non, 
for the thing that's just going to be legal anyways. I don't know, know if it's still true, but like when I was in college, there was a study and they were saying that uh, it's like 33% of our criminal justice system is filled with nonviolent drug offenders. Oh, I, that's I'm sure. That's fucking crazy I'm to sure. think about that. Makes you just like, you might as well get your money's worth and just be a violent drug offender. Yeah, come on. You got it's better, not, it's like better odds. It's maybe. not even in their <laughs> DNA wise. Yeah, especially. Yeah, you, you get out. That's real fucked up. What about the work you've done with Vice? Like the one thing I want to talk about. Oh no, no, before we go, Vice. Yeah, yeah. ESPN, Ed Templeton. How was that interview? Dude, awesome. Like I've talked to Ed a bunch of times. Yeah. He's a, he's a real deal. Like I think, he's a total example of someone who's such a pro. Like, he's like a book in the library. Like yeah. people just keep taking him out. Like going back to Ed, and he's he's really gracious and receptive and big cool person to talk to. And it's, you know, you get. For someone who's accomplished that much, he could easily be a dick or be dismissive, but he's like, he's super responsive, just like Rodney Mullen's always really responsive if I have a question. And like, those are the ones that make all the shitty <laughs> interviews or yeah. people who are like fake rock stars, like a lot easier to deal with, you know? But wait, fake rock stars are easier to deal with? Or no, 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 like the real dudes. Like, I think Ed was. For me personally, Ed was, uh, like, I, I'm on a first name basis. Ed, yeah. <laughs> Ed Templeton cool. Ed Templeton was a big deal to me because he was kind of one of the first skateboarders who came in who had, like, a real distinct uh, point of view, but it wasn't preachy for some reason. Like, I think Mike V, and no disrespect to Mike Valley, also because he's tough as fuck, but yeah. he's he's the kind of opinionated person who comes off really hardline, right? Okay. Ed is, like a very progressive person as far as like he was outspoken on homophobia in the early nineties. He was outspoken about animal rights. He was outspoken about art and just, you know, I think someone who definitely added new elements into skateboarding, but it had a softness to it that came off really cool. And that beautiful losers documentary was amazing. Like, totally, not, totally. It's like, I don't know. It goes through. I go through phases where I think about certain things. I'm like, man, that's whack. But then I'm like, look, when you watch it, you're like, holy shit, it's tough to put it out there. Especially yeah, me, like, totally, you know, totally. like from a comics perspective, and like, well, skateboarder first, obviously, is like, it's not easy, especially when you're something. Like, I can sit here and talk shit all day, but when you've like established a body of work that's your skateboarding, like, you know, when your skateboarding speaks more than your mouth does, it's something I will never know for my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> and so, like, I can't even imagine being, like, the body of work's one thing and then you're this other thing. And especially when you're past your, your career in terms of, like, being the skateboarder. Totally. You're still, like, you know, uh, what's it for? Like, a, a karmic-bound business person. I mean, Toy Machine, that's why totally. I was in the shop because it's fucking ill. I mean, talk about getting just picked off in terms of, like, talent-wise. Bam should have stayed at Toy Machine. That would have been sick. He could. He would still be skating to this day. Probably. I don't think he'd have as many Audis, Ferraris, and, like, criminal cases, but, like... And, like, the world would have less hardogram tattoos. That's Damn, there's some out there hard. I just saw this, like, random photo of Kat Von D, the tattoo artist, and she had one on her ring, so she got, oh, got him hemmed up. I like Bam skating. Like, I always did. Like, yeah, he's rad. That, I mean, he, F, had, he yeah. was stubby, but he was rad. For the F, just the FDR shit in particular, like, Ollie and those tits is, like, so fucking big. I've never even been to that spot. I've only been to Philly once in the airport. Everything's so hard to skate at FDR. Yeah. Like, nothing's easy to skate there. It's, like, the last thing I saw Bam Margera was when we got beat up from those Iceland rap groups. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, that wasn't, I mean, that was, Jesus, that was pretty weird. Whatever happened? It's, oh, yeah, no, he's doing a rehab show. Yeah. I saw that. Did you ever, you ever meet Bam Margera? I met him because uh, he used to skate, because he's, like, from outside of Philadelphia, yeah, and that's Westchester. where my, my friend uh, Damien lived. 
And so I skated with him and Jimmy Chung and a couple guys, like probably the first time I went down. Uh, I think if anyone from that crew should have got famous, it should have been Mike Maldonado. <laughs> that dude was awesome. I just remember seeing that. Uh, what company was that that he got a board from and then quit? Was it Blind? Uh, bootleg maybe or something? No, no. It was, oh, was it Bootleg? No, he he basically like they, they – Or World. He was on World for a minute. Well, they, they did the – right before his first board came out, he quit on purpose. They had like <laughs> thousands of boards. And I could be wrong <laughs> saying this, but just let it ride. But like I, I, someone messaged me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what had happened. No, he that's like, sick. He's like, fuck you. I'm just, you know, did this to bounce. Like that's old school mischief. Like that's the good shit. East Coast powerhouse, dude. That dude's awesome. Oh, he's so good. And is it career-oriented? No, but nobody was back then. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I remember knowing what dudes were getting paid, and I would trip out because I thought they were, like, the shit. You know, like, oh. how, do you, how do you get paid so little? Well, like, this, even, like, know? the board sales in the height of Habitat were just, like, insane. Like, I can't even imagine what that was like for – I mean, it must have been incredible. Like, that's Hasoy money. I, but, I mean, I remember there was, like – because kind of when all those – Philly dudes blew up. Like, yeah. here's a funny thing, like, about Zoo York. Whenever Zoo York like really blew up, it was like via a different city. Yeah, which is always fun. like, yeah, the OG Zoo York was the shit. But like, when it, when did it really start to like become like the illest thing ever? Oh, and it was Rick Ola, Sergey Tarnowski, and Matt Reason. And then they they became so powerful that they had to give them a secondary brand. And then when do they have their renaissance? Oh, when it's fucking Zoo England. Like, oh. like, like Shetler, so, um, uh, Zared, Eli Reed. Like, that was a fucking another time. That, like, that was the uh, Ashton Kutcher era. When, like, Dave Ortiz was, a team, was TM for them. They used to come to Michigan, the skate shop I grew up working at. I, like, my boss would put me in charge. He's like, okay, you're driving them around. I was, like, 14 to 15. <laughs> and they'd be the advanced. It was, like, Anthony, the first trip, I think, was Anthony Korea, uh, Ganjami, uh, Jeff Pang, Peter B.C., mm-hmm. uh, fucking Danny Supa. Uh, they were yeah. all, not all, but most of them were skating infamous boards, like, <laughs> which I thought was the sickest. Oh, Harold. Harold, mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, my God. Talk about a guy. That was amazing. Because like, they, they came for two or three years, and I'd always like see him. I remember like fucking like Todd Jordan just like oh, yeah. macking on these girls like in front of all these bros. And, like Where I'm from, West Michigan, is like a tourist area. Mm-hmm. And just this like, shorter, he's not a little guy, but you know, shorter New Yorker style like you know, attitude just pulling Every girl in that entire tour city in the summer would end up back at their hotel. They get kicked out of every hotel. My boss would book them in, though. Ah, damn, skateboarding was... I mean, it's still cool now, but back then... Yeah, the characters. I guess I guess there was less characters then, so they became more... Uh, yeah, well, and c- kids had just come out, too. So that was, like, a huge thing mm-hmm. where people were like, oh, that's... Like, for Harold, they're like, that's the black... That's the... Uh, ever seen a black man's lasso, dude. You know, especially, like, people where I'm from. Yeah. Were like, wow, that really, like, resonated with them. I just watched that again recently. It was a fucking... It was a real hard watch. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I think it holds. I'm fucking sending out. Like, Larry Clark's... I watched that Was Up Rockers, and I was like, no. Yeah. Absolutely no. not. But the kids, I... I Certain parts I like. Uh, I don't know. I guess the the hard part of watching it was that it, it kind of felt like I wrote it, or like just you were like, "What yeah. would you write a movie about?" Like aside from like the awful ending, it was like, <laughs> it was like uh, some fucking skaters who act super cool, but they're fucking assholes who watch the blind video. Like that's yeah. I mean, that's there's two scenes I can't I can't get through on that one. The first one is fucking uh, when the when they're making out in the opening. I just think kissing is gross in general. <laughs> 
Kissing in porn is foul, let alone a fucking... And that's like gnarly teenage don't know what you're yeah, doing kissing. Yeah. And then the part where Telly kicks the cat. I'm like, seriously, dude? Yeah, you kick on, a fucking man. cat? That, they didn't have a stunt cat. <laughs> that cat got booted. You know? I was yeah. like, that's not cool. I don't even think they had that shit at the end that no animals were No, harmed, hell no. It probably just said like, Larry, Clark took, Larry Clark took photos of it. It was yeah. real weird, though. But that was like... And then you see like Harmony Corinne. It's, Fuck that dude for ruining Gucci Man, dude. He Fuck. ruined him. Dude, he's got him all locked up, and now he's all healthy. Yeah, he's like nice now and shit. I just saw Sucks. fucking his Snapchat of him cycling. Him yes, and his girl dude. are cycling. My friend was texting me. He's like, doesn't he know that's like the whitest thing to do? Dude. And I was like, nah, apparently And then not. like, on, I don't know if you watch like uh, fucking Sway. You watch like Hot Nights or no, Shade 45 with Sway. Like, uh, you know, Sway is like Yeah, that, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he uh, he asked him to freestyle for him and Gucci charged him 50. He's like, I'll do it for 50 grand. <laughs> that's the old Gucci. You can't even see the ice cream tattoo anymore. No, it's You sucks, notice that? Dude. He was, was on Sports Center the other day. Fuck. I was like, come on, man. Like. I don't know. He's like, it's time to get like the the Snapchat was so great when it first started. I was addicted to it. His and DJ Khaled's, but now I can't watch DJ Khaled's. But yeah. like Gucci was like, man, I don't know. That guy got so fucking nice. It's got to be in there somewhere though. He's gonna, I don't know, man. Maybe like he after spring breakers, dude. He just fucking he got arrested. Like he was. I mean, he obviously did something bad to get arrested, like assaulting a I think it was marine f- with a fucking bottle. Was that what it was? One of them, yeah. I know that. Do you hear that shit about the fucking two guys that went in there to shoot him at night? Yep. And he was finding a girl Shop. and he <laughs> killed him while he's naked? Yeah. He, he murdered one cool, of them? Dude. And he he and has what? a whole song about who he wants to kill, dude. Yeah. And, he, and he went back to fucking afterwards? You know he did. He's like, well, cops aren't going to be here for a while. Damn, Damn, Gucci is like, I can't even imagine. Like, fuck, what? He's, he's wearing spandex, man. He had a helmet on. Gucci yeah. man had a fucking helmet on. That's uh, I don't know, man. Is it? Well, I don't know. Who would you rather have, new Gucci or new Little Wayne? <sighs> Dude, that's like that's impossible. Ooh, that's hard. That's I guess like, new Gucci. That's like who you rather sleep with, mother or sister? Right? That's tough. I love that everyone's like, I just think it's cool that Wayne skates. No, it's like it's, like, it's not cool. No, it was cool at first, right? Because he just liked the skateboarding. But then, not that CCS is anything in terms of like a holy grail thing. But the, okay, there's two things that piss me off. One, they give the guy the cover, which who gives a fuck about CCS, right? Yeah. But then there's this interview, and they say to Little Wayne, they go, "What are your like? What, what's your goal in skateboarding?" And he goes, "I want to get flow." Right? He wants to he wants to become a flow skate. For people that don't know what flow is, this is like not not a giant skate. I mean, we have like an equal bunch of skateboarders and co- like comic fans that will listen to this. Flow is like amateur, right? It's like when you first basically get free shit from a company, mm-hmm. okay? For a fucking multimillionaire to say that, right? It mm, Jesus Christ. That's like I, I don't even know what to say other than it's just the wackest shit you've ever heard in your life. And just and here's the bigger problem too. The kids that hear that, because like in my shop, Every day for the first year up, little kids come in, how do I get sponsored? I was like, what? Yeah, that's like the little kid mantra. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And like, so you got a guy like Little Wayne essentially do the exact same thing, but no, because he's everyone's on the payroll, no one's telling him that's stupid, you know? And that, that's my problem with it. It's like, wow, now little kids are like, well, fucking, I'm competing against Wayne to get flow. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not doing it to be immersed in it. And like, I don't know, man. Like, I guess, remember when I was saying, has, any, has there ever been like a painter that quit to try to be a pro? Yeah. I mean, I guess he quit rapping to try to be a pro, and it's like he's not—it's not happening, man. Well, <laughs> like, and like, who the fuck tries to be a pro? Like, that's so weird. It's just so 
it's I don't know, man. I like I, I seriously like I even like the last Carter album. Like I was like it's on my phone, but every time I see it now, I have this like I don't even believe in guilty like like guilty pleasures in terms of music. Yeah, you, it's all the same. You generally have to have a conscience to have a guilty conscience about stuff <laughs> like that. I just it's like a bag of bricks. Just set it down. But when you see that, I'm like, oh man, I can't listen to this anymore. But they posted a video of him when he first dropped in, and like I remember like the time I had a blog and I like I wrote about it. And I was like, oh, that's a universal feeling that the feeling of fear and like you know totally. whatever, really cool. But now I see it, I'm like, fuck you. Like this just. No. Well, here's what sucks about it, dude. It's like, whatever. I don't. I don't like to read into like why someone's doing something. Like, I don't think dude's doing this shit to be relevant. I think he likes doing it. Yeah. He lives in a fucking fantasy world where you can just drink syrup every day and do whatever. You know, fucking fine. That's your life. What I think is fucking lame is when he does some like bullshit, like old man pop shove it, and there's some real skater behind him, like, so psyched, like, celebrate, like, shut the fuck up. Dude. I remember, like, when Come he first on, started, man. I know, it's like the first, it's like uh, letting hot girls at a party get away with whatever they want. Yeah. They, like, throw <laughs> yeah. up on the carpet, you're like, ah, totally. it's cute, like, make He's her clean it He's not fucking up. blind, dude. No. He's like a... <laughs> Did you see that video of that blind skater? That, that shit's amazing. That, that shit was amazing. so sick. Fucking that give him Lil Wayne money. He's better than Lil that guy, Wayne. He's guy's better than me, like for yeah, sure. Oh, but yeah, for sure. Dude. They um the, the Lil Wayne thing that was so weird because you got it's a problem like when he first started, at least from what I saw, he had like fireborough boards. I think mm-hmm. Rodriguez sent him stuff. Not that I, I'm not on a last name basis with Steve Rodriguez, <laughs> but I've always carried stuff because I like them. Um, it was like Willie Akers. I want to say was like paid to be or like was like showing him what's up. Oh, and then, yeah, like, yeah. would skate on stage with him, I think. And again, don't know Willie Akers, but a big fan of your skating. Did you see, um, and I'm, did you see uh, a certain Instagram skateboarder here in town where they tried to, uh, he has access to a private park, and, it, and Wheezy tried to skate it? No. You know what I'm talking about? And he wrote, like, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I don't want to call him on him. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's just a screenshot of this message. It says, like, long shot, any chance that Lil Wayne can skate the part tonight mm-hmm. and he's like nah and then like in the comment or the the, the caption it's like sorry wheezy <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's I'm, a little too fantasy world for me man yeah. like i don't know what's he gonna do, fucking deer gonna put him in street league <laughs> they, they should. should they should for ratings fuck it right i'm invited really throw bieber in there too i know wow that video of that kid doing that three foot behind bieber at venice park did you see that shit yeah that that was it so- was it jankum that put out the bounty they're like they, uh, they interviewed the kid oh it's so good that's so fucking funny and then the, <laughs> and there's like that one video of that what, what are your thoughts on justin bieber i don't know dude it's like he's out there he's doing it he's growing up in front of our eyes <laughs> like god <laughs> you just see like you imagine if like you're doing pretty good, right? You're doing pretty good for what you're given, which is everything. Then your dad comes back into your life and just he's the worst influence on you. <laughs> like his dad's probably got his shirt off like waving because I guess he got pulled over for fucking racing like down fucking whatever, A1A or whatever. You just think about like what if your dad was like, I mean, like dads aren't the best examples, but imagine your dad was like a, an actual force in your life that was negative. Like your dad's a bro, and he's like, "Hey, you know, be a good idea. Take your shirt off, get our name tattooed, and get some get some more tattoos behind the ear." Yeah, and let's keep go, going, man. Let's go fuck some chicks, little little son. You know, like isn't oh. that what uh, Hosoi's dad or something told him? Like, I mean, which is amazing. Your son's making oh, all this money, yeah. and he told him like, 
money's just the way you fucking have fun. Spend yeah. it up. Like, oh, of course dude. you're saying that shit. But man. at least Tassoy did it right, went and bought a bunch of leather and took his whole team to fucking um like Hawaii to skate wellos. He's a good way to spend money. If you're gonna go out go out yeah. that way though. Although I'm suspect about Hasoy because like what, the day he got locked up, this is the day he found Christ. So it's like let, yeah. you know, so he goes from like one addiction to another, <laughs> as most do, but it's like, wait, let me get this straight. You made poor decisions to the guy you want to trade the next and then the next decision you make I'm supposed to trust? Like, no. I'm not I'm calling Colin Shenanigans, still one of the best-looking skaters ever. But why they always got to pick up Christ. God skaters, dude. God skaters. All of them, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I, I feel like if it makes you a better person, then I'm all for you. But I've yet to meet one person that's evangelical. I guess this is weird because I guess the very de- definition of evangelical is to preach it. But like, people just can't be happy with what they're doing. You know, like, they, they have to be like, you know what? You should listen to me about Christ. And you're like, God damn it. Yeah, I don't even, I mean, I also, I'm in this bubble in New York where I don't meet anyone like that. So, True. like, Ooh, I have though. no fucking clue. Like, I'm so warped from being here so long. Like, I don't know reality, I don't think, anymore. Yeah, it's weird, too, when you, like, especially being on like comics here, too, and they're like, oh, like, and they're like, I don't even know anyone that votes for Trump. And you're like, I've been surrounded by him. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> fucking people have no idea. And, like, unlike you, who is that bar matchless till seven in the morning drinking you know monday before election these fucking trump guys are gonna get up in the morning and actually go vote they're mm-hmm. not just gonna tweet and you know fucking complain whatever yeah it's i don't know man it's weird like th- there's stuff i talk about with people who like aren't from here yeah. and i realize how awful i sound oh you know? yeah they're like oh yeah you know like i was out with jimmy like he's being kind of a little idiot because he's getting skied up you know what night was this tuesday <laughs> like what's wrong with you? Oh, like yeah. you need to go to rehab. I'm like, no, man, he's just sad. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Like, there's a definition for like, uh, like you can get into anything at any time here. Like you can, mm-hmm. if like if you really wanted to fuck your life, like right now, there's two texts I could send. Like everybody, <laughs> everybody has that in their phone here. It's like, let's go turn one on. And it's sometimes it's like good to have that. It's really spicy too. But just there's like a. Almost like a sexiness to it, because New York, like, what, 99% of the people have been eaten by the party? And this is, like, pre-skateboarding, like, before people had, like, personal trainers and juice press. But, like, <laughs> how many people came here to be like, I'm going to become a better skateboarder, and now they're just like... Oh, the pile-out, dude. Pile I just like hard. the fucking... I don't know. I like watching people, like, go from, like, the wide-eyed person at the club to the sad person at the club. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, like, they come to New York, and they're like, who's that old guy? And you're like... Oh, that's gonna be you. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> like don't if, you, worry. if you last long enough, that'll be you. That's like I remember seeing people like kids that were sh- sheltered growing up, and then like being the first time in the dorms. Like being, a mm-hmm. fr- I was like seventeen when I started college, and like seeing the kids that within like two days, you almost you're like, oh, this one's gonna fucking, he's yeah, not gonna make it. Because he's like, problem. oh, and I've never really uh, had any alcohol before. And you're like, just saying the word alcohol, you're like, eh, in a week yep. you're gonna have a meltdown, and then, like. <laughs> This actually happened. Like a week later, the dude had like literally a knife to his throat, and like he was oh, like man. faking suicide. And I'm not saying ripping on suicide, but this particular guy didn't have the stones for it. He was just <laughs> he was just lashing out. And I don't. I wonder what happened. <laughs> lashing out. What if he has Facebook? That's a weird thing when you think about that. Like what? How much benefit parents should know that if they just let their kids live a little bit, how much longer they're gonna like? I can't say longer, but. It seems like the less sheltered you are growing up, the better off you're going to be in a, I would say, long term, actually. Oh, totally. You got, like, if you got to punch your way out, like, I, I think my, my dad specifically probably did this to me. Like, he just tried to restrain me from shit that it's like, well, I'm just going to figure that <laughs> shit out more. Yeah. And in the process of doing it, 
I learned my own things and carved out like my own way. Like that's probably why I ended up here. You know, like I mean, the first thing I did when I got a car was drive to New York City. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck I was gonna do. I was just like, I'm gonna go there. That's you know, <laughs> like it's a very skateboard thing. You know, it's like you just sort it out when you get here. Like that's what I don't know. It's something about. I mean, skateboard in general, I don't know if I'm speaking for you, but it seems like it's almost like cut from a different cloth because it is like, we'll get there and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I was listening to like probably like some of the other uh, interviews you did, like the the Cato one, for yeah. example. And it's like That's, a, a life plan of like, I'm going to make 10 bucks an hour and sell skateboards. Like that doesn't sound rational. To That's a certain type of person yeah. who is exchanging that lifestyle for the fulfillment of maybe riding off a pipe. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, to me, like there's some people who ride off a pipe and they're all fucking, it'll be etched in my brain and that's invaluable to me, but that doesn't make sense to like, you know, Ricky finance. He doesn't get that shit. Oh, hell no. It's like so funny to see that too, but like, you know, you can't really can, there's no way to like package happiness and see what they are though. But I'll tell you what, there's people and I'm just going to, I always drop Jerry's name in these podcasts, but he's one of them where you see like work your ass off and then see these amazing things all over the world and then have skateboarding be part of it. And it's like, you know, coming me like working in a corporate world for quite a few years, you know, when I was younger, just like, okay, yeah, you're making money, but then is the quality of life is so shitty. You know what I mean? And I see, there's just it's so cool to see guys here hustle, not just Jerry, but a lot of other people too, where they can make a bunch of money here or or not, whatever, but then yeah. go travel and do shit versus, you know, I've got friends that I grew up with that I used to talk to them, like, oh, I'd love to get to New York one day. And it's like the tickets are two hundred bucks. Like you can do it, man. That's what you spend in a week at beat ups. You know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings, like without a doubt. Like, you know, it just but it's it's something chemical. It's something that it's like I don't know, it's like you can do that. Like, you know, it just you have to make certain sets it's like certain certain sacrifices i don't know yeah i mean it's also like i think when you say the mind state and i think this is what probably makes me more similar to to a lot of people i might be critical of in a way is that you know my whole life has just been about throwing things out there to see what happens and, yeah and it's like a lot of that is reactionary you know if i write something i'm interested to pe- to see how people receive it or if i make music i want people to like it just as much as i'm doing it for myself you know and it's like I'm not saying, you know, like I understand why a kid films a really hard trick to see if it goes viral. Like that's, I think that's a different type of thing, but I like these things that are become moments of, you know, like if you saw a photo on something Jerry built, like, you know, that thing's not there anymore. Jerry went out and built it with his hands and that became a part of New York's history, not just skateboarding. Yeah. You know, like whatever, like the Bob Pulio, that Ollie with the twin towers behind him on the waterfront. It's like, that's like a, iconic photo just in general yeah you know like of you know like i don't know like i'm thinking about it this way uh since the advent of everyone having a a camera in their pocket how many iconic photos have been taken in new york like yeah i don't know you know that's a good point it's kind of washed out i think that well that's one thing we had pitched or uh plugged to is like your article that just came out huck magazine about jerry Mraz, and then mm-hmm. with like john uh jonathan marion's like photos i think there's one in there the one of him in the canoe towards the empire awesome. i'll post something that to me is like that's up there with like that um uh was that supa or is that pang that the uh twin tower alley oh bang. that's uh that's bc I oh it's a bc okay yeah yeah, fuck. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, a, yeah yeah that's um yeah that's like that empire state building mm-hmm. photo is fucking amazing and like when you hear those stories from Jerry when he's like, oh, I was out in a canoe. You're like, what? Like, yeah, canoe with a motor on it. <laughs> like, what? I mean, that's, 
like, dude, I get so stuck in my routine here and for better or worse, you know, maybe I work so hard to allow myself that routine, but then, and you kind of feel like, you know, you start to get turned off of like, what, another fucking open bar, another fucking skate art opening, another go see your band's, your friend's band play. Like, I've done these things ad infinitum, fucking been to the museum. You know, you start, yeah. to, you start to feel like you're spinning your wheels and it's easier to just fucking go around the corner and like fuck off, right? And then something like that with Jerry where it's like you came up with a new way to do this shit, you know? And like not even just skating of just like a new way to enjoy yourself here like that's pretty inspiring you know i love the part of the article where he talks about how like it's easy for him to become like reclusive or like kind of hate on everything but there's always so much potential here because like knowing jerry i can see the wheels turning and like how that he means that and like that's not like that jankum fucking video they did with jerry was oh, yeah. so fucking good and I like you know, awesome. i talked to is like that's what it's like driving with jerry like I've, I've been in box trucks with him like countless times on set where like that's what you do like when he's driving around like looking for certain areas and stuff like that I can't, I mean, again, who the fuck am I? But I don't know of any better example of what skateboarding is. And he's going to fucking, he won't give me shit because he's not vocal, but he will look at me in a judgingly <laughs> way for saying that. I told you that's what I'm afraid to ask in this podcast. He's like, I hate the way I sound. Oh, man, it would be, that'd be a really good one. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's the type of stuff I like to tap into. And I think a lot of it for me is like, I don't have... I don't know if it's the drive or the ability or I don't know. It's like, I'm not blessed in that way, Yeah. you know, but I've loved the feeling of being around people like that or empowering people like that or being able to tell their story. And I take that shit really seriously. Like I'll, you know, like I, I write, I try to only write about things I actually give a fuck about. Not just like I got an email. Will you do this? You know? And, yeah. and, and uh, there's things I've scrapped. There's stuff that, phone calls I've stopped in the middle and just been like, dude, I'm fucking, I'm not talking to you. Like, you're not, this sucks. This is stupid. Does that come from just you knowing yourself now and like being like a proficient writer? We're like, there's nothing here. This is fucking pointless. Usually ahead of time. Yeah. You know, like I, I'll always try to preempt things and say, Hey, do you want to talk about this specifically? Yeah. You know, because it's like, otherwise, I don't know. It's weird. You could talk to someone and just nerd out about skating and it could be super interesting. Yeah. And, or they could just like, come at you like kind of with these like cookie cutter answers and you're just like whoa man you know like like i don't know like something like jerry i think it's easy (laughs) i well yeah there's no cookie cutter answers for those things because Mm -hmm. he's like super thoughtful and like oh man i just noticed the other day i was like uh like because i was like writer myself but like learning about like what you do in terms of like interviewing like the written side of it and um it's amazing. Like, it seems like, I don't know if it's the first, but the title of the creator, like odd future kid, he seems to be like one of the first people, at least in this generation that was like calling out reporters for that dude. Why are you asking me questions that you can find out on Google in two seconds? Yeah, totally. And I love seeing that. Like, I love seeing kids that are doing it their own way. You know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, do you see that in terms of people you've interviewed? It seems more of a music thing than a skate thing. Cause I think skate thing now is like, just shut your fucking mouth and put out what's out there I, in terms of like your street league kids. It's, it's super hard because Sometimes I'll, I'll tell people straight up, I'm like, I got to throw in some softballs just to get this stuff. Like, I know I can Google this shit, but like, let me just get it from you real quick. There might be a follow-up or yeah. whatever. Um, but I guess it's not, dude, it's not even like street league type dudes too. There's just like a very, like there's a guarded nature. I think about people who grew up, it, it's the opposite of what people think. Like, Like, if we were talking to our parents or whatever, they're like, 
oh, kids today do all this crazy shit on the internet, send pictures around of their dicks and like all that. It's like, no, that's the part they're not guarded about because that shit doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. What they are guarded about is like, you know, it's like think of uh, if you break down uh, social media channels, like no one on Snapchat is sad. Snapchat is about being like, I'm here. It's awesome. I'm with this awesome person. I'm at, the, I'm at this awesome concert. Because if someone snaps, we're like, here I am with like a struggle bowl of spaghetti and it sucks. Like you wouldn't watch it. I know. You know, and it's like the same shit with Instagram like yeah. for, the, for the most part. And, it, and it's like, so to crack through someone who's a public figure or whatever to, to like kind of break into who they are as a person, music, artist, whatever, like they always want to present you with this story that isn't the fucking story. You know, it's like, it's always like the, 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 the cliff notes version. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, and I'm guilty of this. Everybody is, but it's like, everything's, it's a highlight reel now. You're never going to see yeah. the drags of it. But then I'm like the, I guess the inverse of that is like, if someone on Facebook, which everybody has them on there where it's like, Oh, life sucks so bad. You know, you're just like fucking yeah, unfollow. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. God yeah. damn it. You know, like you see it, 2016, fuck this. Like, well, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like then it, it's, yeah, why you guys shame me if I had an okay year? Yeah, that was like a oh my right? god, that's so fucking funny when you've got like your biggest name celebrities like Amy Schumer, like fuck twenty sixteen, only cleared a hundred mil. Like, oh, sorry yeah. you lost your election. Like, it's just seriously of all the things. I always like the fact of all the little kids, like the babies that were born in twenty sixteen, and their parents probably on Facebook were like fuck twenty sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> Not even saying that's the day they're fucking. It's just so weird that there's like this um. It's like a subscription to matter. Like if people are just yeah. like, like, oh, this is like, you know, uh, you know, ALS bucket ice water challenge. I hope to fucking God that's all a fraud. I hope there's <laughs> one guy. He's like a, the prince from West Nigeria that fucking like, you know, sends the emails out. I hope there's one dude that just collected mass money just on fucking that. game the whole thing. There's like one going on now. It's like for 22 push-ups for fucking soldiers. Like how about you... Put twenty two dollars in the VA donation. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, seriously, and it's just a it's a fucking weird world we live in, and I mean we're all guilty of it too in some aspect. But I just think of like have you seen Lost in Translation? Sure. Do you know that part when uh, Bill Murray wants to stay longer? And he does that like their version of David Letterman, mm-hmm. and like all the weird commercials and all the weird shit going on. That's the world we live in now. Like I see all this <laughs> shit, and you're like, oh my god, you can't make fun of the Japanese commercials anymore. We're we're there now. Oh, totally. I mean, the the shit that like tripped me out is, you know you watch people's arc of what they care about and it's like one day it's like a school shooting then the next day is this and the next day is that it's like you can't you can't care about like mcdonald's uh quality for workers a school shooting and that they're gonna uh cancel the muppets in the same way <laughs> you know like you can't bear that outrage for, yeah. for these things and uh it, I, I the thing that was tripping me out is that like people become really passionate about things they have no idea about and it's like but very decisive about it yeah you know it's like i didn't fucking know who this dude was like yesterday but i googled i heard he's a civil rights leader so now i'm fucking outraged about this and it's like all right dude this is like very exhaustive (laughs) well and i never i don't know how people have the energy to be outraged all the time because like the Mm -hmm. new thing is like get outraged go to the internet and like i'm thinking about people in particular that like they're just like fuck this and fuck that. And then you're like, you know, uh, well, geez, like, well, the new stuff going on. I know that with, in terms of Russia and everything going on, there's people that are so pissed off, but then literally an hour later, they're like, you let GMOs in your food. And you're like, wait, what, what yeah. are you? Oh, this was, this is what I wanted to say. That, like trips me out is like, it's like your friends 
or people you know in a feed or whatever, and they love like, look at how Colbert roasted this dude. Here's John Stewart roasting this guy. It's like, okay, number one, like someone else wrote that for them. Yeah. They had two fucking days to marinate on it. And then you get pissed about fake news. It's like, dude, you watch. Fi- These are characters. These are real people. This is a dude who invented a character. Yeah. And then you're psyched when an imaginary person makes fun of someone. And there's like a quote where it talks about like how desperate a country is. I'm slotting this quote. But like when you start taking news from comedians and or whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck that one is. and But you see, man, especially like the amount of shit political humor I see every single night. I mean, there's obviously great political satire and stuff yeah, totally. too, though. But it's like, there's only so many ways to like do a certain thing. And especially anything on TV is like a filter of bullshit, no matter what you're looking at. Totally. And like, if it's like, you think like, even take like a Bill O'Reilly, right? The guy's just like out of his mind on TV. Probably, I'm just gonna go on a limb here. I'm willing to bet that what he is off camera and on camera are two totally different people. Type people. Because Gavin McGinnis, dude. It's the same thing. Like, yeah. do you think that dude is real? Like, that's a character. It's a character. It's a profitable character. Yeah. So you run with it. You and know? it's like that Fox News business model where, like, outrage is where the money is. Mm-hmm. And now everything is rebranded towards that Fox News model. CNN and everything, too. Yeah. It's just so weird to think that that's, it's like there's, it's, it goes from like zero to 100. There's not, there's nothing in the middle. Like, just saying you don't know about something now is like, what? You, How you do you not know? know about that? Google, like, oh, I, I don't. Well, I don't. you didn't read the headline I posted? No, yeah. You didn't <laughs> read that fucking uh, the Drudge Report thing I posted? <laughs> or the best thing now is like anytime anyone says anything to me, like, did you hear what happened? Without even looking up, I'm like, what's the website? And it'll be like hotfusionlibtard.net. <laughs> and you're like, okay, are we having this conversation? No, yeah, I'm just saying no, but it's, it could come up. You're like, what the, the fuck? The fake news channel ones are amazing where it's like abcnews.net. TV, yeah, like, dude, come on, like, the, the, you fucking cut and paste. And that even shit. commercials you see where it seems to be kind of middle and will be like brought to you by like <laughs> the Thomas Jefferson think tank, and you Google it, and you're like, oh, it's Big Tobacco. Yeah, like, it's cool. like, but is that just like the inherent reporter in me or the cynic? That's just, I think it's a skateboarding thing. Like, I think it's honestly like I'm literally trying to see the lowest common denominator in everything. Where I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't seem right. Plus, like. Thing like I was talking, and that's why I wanted to do this thing about like skateboarders' guy to getting arrested for Jankum, was that like being a skater made me aware of laws probably way before like other than like the most basic shit like you know the dudes in your high school like yeah I can't drink I can't smoke I can't buy porn like I yeah. know I know the laws yeah <laughs> you know, like that's it but it's like no you have to know like where can I be what can I do what can I say to a cop like how do I fucking get out of this situation? Am yeah. I actually doing anything wrong? And it makes you like a little more aware. So for me, it's like that, those type of curiosities are like, you know, figuring out how to travel different places on your own. Like you said, like friends who are like, Oh, I'd go to New York, but it's like, well, you just got to book a ticket. And I think skateboarding, you know, through being involved in skateboarding and underground music and the synergy between them, like made me like, I wanted to fuel my curiosities with a little motivation. And questioning and just figuring shit out. Yeah. And like the, it's interesting too with the cop thing. And again, I'm not trying to say that like, you know, the Black Lives Matter or anything like that isn't like certain, you know, isn't obviously a tragic thing that's going on in this country that's always been going on in terms of like, you know, systematic racism. But being harassed by cops is something I've grown up with since I was six. Like I remember yeah, being totally. pulled out of school. I've been handcuffed countless times without, mm-hmm. I've never been read my rights when I was younger. I remember getting put in the back of a squad car and just driven around in circles while the cop just tried to scare me. Mm-hmm. And it's like just being, you're, you're, running from cops is like a staple in my teenager totally, diet. Totally. Like, you know what I mean? Like flat out hiding, running. Um, I mean, 
and you just see it. And then you, when you like when you're an adult and you look back and you're like, I wasn't doing anything. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> at all. Like you're know, like you know. And I remember one time being pulled out of this class by this lady cop in my hometown, where because uh, uh, there was. Uh, like trampled flowers. The true story. She like pulled me out because it's the spot we always skated, and uh, she out of class. Like she pulled me out, and you're like, what the fuck? At the time, it's like, wow, that's pretty scary. But then you look back, and you're like, what are they doing in the real situations? Mm-hmm. Like that. That's why. That's the thing with the police. That is like the big thing. It's because you know, there's obviously. I'm sure the majority of cops are nice people out there, though. But like, look at our history. Look what's been shown. The nice cops, when they see the bad cops doing bad things, are not speaking up enough. And also, that's, also too, like, a, all right, like if. Uh, Let's say I see some some people like I, I want to report some to the cops. I'm this like old lady. There's some noise. Like I don't know what's going on. There's these teenagers behind the supermarket ramming themselves into the wall, making noise. I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with these kids? Like, yeah, they're not coming in there with like any concern or like, why are these kids smashing themselves up? He's like behind a building. It's like, oh no, now I'm gonna cuff you. Yeah, you know, it's like I don't know when you start getting in these like almost in a in a weird way like you're as much as you're having fun, like you're releasing something. Like for me, it was like this suburban malaise of like, get me the fuck out of here. And that's probably like what becomes productive and destructive about skating is like, like I'm not being like fucking dog town, like taking out your aggression (laughs) with your parents. But it's like, it is this like, this like repetitious, like outlet, you know? And it was interesting. Like where I'm from is like a nice area that's surrounded by like bad areas. Mm-hmm. And so I remember like skating when I was younger, with, like three black friends. And I was the only white one. Cops coming, they rolled the, my three black friends, and I got let go. And the cops like, all right, you can go. Yeah. And being like 13 and trying to digest that, which is it's an unbelievable story. Especially totally. if you're around non-skateboarders, a lot of times they're like, you fucking made that up, and you're like, I don't know how to. I don't have the emotions or you know this the the words to fucking talk about this how bad that is mm-hmm. and, and that's just the white kid that didn't get arrested in that particular time and then you're seeing it like happen obviously on a bigger scale and you're just like fuck you i everybody i mean i just think there's a lot of things that are coming like chickens come home to roost type thing you know but it just it's funny when people are like oh yeah the cops are just suddenly abusive and whatever though it's like eh. yeah no and like people weren't suddenly racist and it's like all this stuff like all the things that people are outraged about are part of the fiber of this country and they either have uh, a mo- there's a monetary reason why they're happening or there's a social reason why they're happening. You know, for example, in other countries, the police are paid a higher wage and they have less corruption. Geez, I fucking wonder why. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and it's like, you know, the fact that teachers can't afford to live where they teach. So they're, that automatically means they're not comp- a part of the community yeah. in any way. So... I mean, I don't, I don't know. Just to think that last November the United States became shittier or better is just such a naive way to look at it. And for me, like, I don't do shit, dude. I'm not like a fucking activist, and I know that. But I was like, oh, let's let's write something about skaters' rights because there's probably going to be a black kid skating some parking lot who gets everything done wrong to them and it's probably not going to happen to a white kid yeah you know and it's like at least if there's some awareness out there it's it's something you know it's like doing something productive it just seems too it's like i remember like when i first went to cincinnati and like 
you know, at that point, I'm like a 24 year old adult, and like I was one of the few people that had an apartment downtown that mm-hmm. I knew my age. And then we'd be skating on a cop would show up and be like, "What the fuck?" Like literally, "What the fuck are you doing down here?" Right. right. And I started researching it and found out that you were able to skate in certain areas. <laughs> and like Cato quoted the fucking on the podcast. He knew what it was. But there's another one that I found. I gave it to all the little shop kids down the galaxy. Like Japs, one of my little buddies. Like he. uh um, would carry on this piece of paper that showed the law and the cops I remember the cop one time like I don't this cop told me once she goes I don't care what the law says the law isn't black and white and you're like do you know technically that in Latin that's what all government it's like it's black and white law law, right, law right. actually means written law like you can't schwang this like you know <laughs> but because you went to night school for fucking 40 hours all of a sudden you're willing this power and it just I mean I get it they're underpaid understaffed and it's a huge thing against them too but it's all a symptom of a bigger problem Totally. That's and what you have. I mean, I don't miss being chased at Copley Plaza, and I don't miss the, the times I would go down to Love Park. Like, I was in, I was down there when they had the motorcycle cops. Oh, yeah. And you would have to know. I mean, they would follow you the wrong way. I'm not saying I'm like some fucking Love Park vet, but they would follow you the wrong way on the streets, like on motorcycles. So you had to get like a decent jump. And I specifically remember one time that someone knew to run into – like a Lord and Taylor or some like clothing store because they knew the chicks who worked there and they let us hide in the dressing room. Damn. Like, cause it was like, it wasn't like the, it's just the inconvenience of getting arrested. It's like, cool. It's Friday night. I'm in here for a fucking weekend. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you shouldn't be facing that as an 18 year old kid. That's, and that's like <laughs> just the trauma of incarceration. Like, yeah, it's never like the, um, skating battery park. And I was like 17 here in Manhattan and like seeing, um, uh, like the, they're, they're not cops. They were what, not, not, uh, what are they? Like a park ranger type Yeah, thing? yeah, where yeah. they would like, they would like leg whip kids that run. Because they're like 25 year old dudes and then they would just throw the boards in the back of the truck <sighs> and then it would be done. But like, you, you know, there's a fourth amendment. You can't deprive anybody mm-hmm. of, you know, without due process of any personal property. And it's so funny growing up because I remember when I learned that when the cops were like, give me your board. I'm like, no, get, like write it down, show me the charge. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't take anything from it. Like, so if you're a kid listening to this, you can't, they can't take your board. I mean, yeah, they, you yeah. can get a ticket and you can go, I mean, you'll get a lot of shit. It'll be definitely the amount of shit you'll go through will cost more than a new board, but just, you can't, they, they, they can't do that. The ticket in Boston used to be like 45 bucks, I think yeah. or something. So sometimes if you had a shitty board, you'd roll the dice hoping they like took Jamal's board or something. <laughs> like, nice. You know, there's like, there was a sponsor to Panama Dan's like, maybe I'd end up and there's like a new complete in there. Like, yeah, there it is. When you go to claim it, you know, cause they weren't tagged. Damn. That's funny. It was like, yeah, they would they would just have a fucking room of boards. Like, that just happened on skating Grand Rapids like <laughs> two or three years ago where I'm from. And it was like four of us skating. So there's a spot you can skate. Well, not, now you can skate everywhere, but before <laughs> you couldn't. And there's a, a, a road called Division. That, that's like, it's actually the divider. And Imagine that. But we were skating <laughs> a spot. This cop pulls a Yui. He fucking just like storms up, and we had like a gate propped or a, a great prop to like whatever kicker. And uh, the cops like just uh, you know overweight cop, and he's like marching towards us. Then he sees the board wedged into the grate, and he goes to kick it to kick it out. I'm like, officer, don't do that. You're gonna get hurt, you know, because it'll fall. Yeah, yeah. Sure enough, fucking chubby fucking kicks it. He's not even strong enough to move it. He just fucking trips, and then like, uh, and then he rips it out, throws it in his trunk. And he's like, bye, motherfuckers. Like that's what he says. Joe's drive off and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Give me my board back. You know, whatever. He's like, let me know the charge. He's like, what? You a fucking smart ass? And he's like, what's your address? And I was giving the address of my friend's skate shop and down yeah, <laughs> <of course>. 14 <laughs> Weston. 
might be some tickets in there. But he's like, that's not fucking your house. Just like, and you're like, what? I'm fucking, I'm almost 30. Why are you talking yeah, to me this on, way? You're like, ah. And again, that's a bad cop, but it's a bigger thing system-wise. Wait, let me look in here and make sure I'm not missing anything because there's other things too. Olympics and skateboarding, what are your thoughts? I guess it goes back to that whole thing of I was saying is like, you know, some people make music to win a fucking Grammy or whatever, and oh, yeah. some people make music to make people feel something. And so it's like, I mean, I'm not kidding. I think the prospect of it is super fucking funny. Yeah. Like it could be, and I forget, like people have debated like, no, there's not going to be uniforms. It's like, yeah, there fucking is, dude. You have to, you can't just show up in jeans and a t-shirt. So yeah, it could be really funny. Like I was like, who should design the inner, the, uh, the uniforms? It's you know? going to be Nike. I get Nike always gets the things on that. And the cool thing about that too is the label, uh, so logo wise, like I know mm -hmm. this is snowboarding and skiing went through this. Like, so there's only, a, there's actually a, a square footage mandate of advertising mm -hmm. a lot. So it's like uh, the Olympic snowboarders and skiers with the goggles, the Oakley, the O mm -hmm. is very small. And so like, what's it going to be like for skateboarding? So maybe Brian Anderson will design them all now that he's like doing oh, clothing damn, or something. That'd be cool. Him that, and Alex Olsen. That guy, <laughs> that guy came out and like two weeks later, he's off the market and married. What the fuck? He went for it. Dude, dude. he fucking, he didn't just come out. He like came out and got married. I don't know of any other situation. He didn't have a chance to like jock around his celebrity. Yeah, it just, yeah, that was fast, dude. That was so big. I saw that one photo like on his Instagram of like Lady Gaga like mm -hmm. talking to him and like, we're going to take over the world. And I was thinking about like Diane Tward, that video when like you heard about yeah. that where Lady Gaga yeah. was like, oh my God, you guys should up for and I told her to fuck off. <laughs> And it made me think, I'm like, wow, I've never met Brian Anderson. Huge fan, obviously. I though, thought that was sick how, like, that v Vice Sports documentary was coming out and everyone knew, like, oh, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, everyone had this anticipation that that's what was going to happen. And then when it happened, it, like, it actually surpassed what ever sure. anyone thought, you know? like I was, like, watching that with a girl I know that, like, she works for, like, a major newspaper here, not skateboard related, like, mm -hmm. like big press. And she was like oh, who did this interview? And I was like, what? Like, talking to her? She's like, this isn't going to get much coverage. And I was like, trust me. Yeah, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yo, this is fucking... So in the wake of that, like, you know, the, the writer in me was like, oh, I'd like to write something about it. And I'm like, but Retta, like, blew it up. Like, there's really nothing... Yeah, he fucking did it, it. He did it so well. It's like, there's nothing else to cover. But I know everyone else was like, wanted a piece of it. And someone from uh, New Yorker, the New Yorker, was like, oh, do you have, like, his his uh, contact because I want to, like, write about it. And it's like, they asked oh, you? cool. Yeah, so, like, cool. So you're saying I'm not good enough to write for The New Yorker, but I can give you the contact so you can do it? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to help out. You know, obviously, like, just it's more about the message, but it's just, it's funny, like, the, the favors people will ask. And I was like, well, you know, he's not the first out skateboarder like cover a big brother say it <laughs> yeah and on top of it too i'm like you know like i'm like i'm not being an asshole but you know like uh vanessa torres or lake lacy baker they're gay yeah it's not just they're les lesbians no. are different. like they're openly gay and dude. this is an issue i have with the press and this and like you know the gay celebrity is this when they say that bruce jenner is fucking brave like no the fucking gay kid in Omaha that gets his ass beat every day and like called every fucking name under the sun is brave. Like this yeah. dude has tens of millions of dollars and just this like ability to sell and market himself. Like he's safe. Food will be in his mouth and beyond. Like I just, that's the issue I have with it. Oh, but. Dude, this is one like of, of my age group. Like this is the old guy thing they say all the time is like, I remember when we used to go to old punk shows and we had to beat up Nazis, like all these Nazi skinheads, like 
you know, like these kids today don't know about this shit. It's like, dude, you weren't in fucking World War II, you idiots. <laughs> like, you were fucking using that as an excuse to like beat a guy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like, I don't know. I was at the same show. It's like, I didn't really remember like the National Front there, to be honest. Yeah, I remember that, like, uh, where I'm from, there's like a big punk rock bar where Gigi Allen used to live. Mm-hmm. Like, it's called the Ice Pick, and like Iggy Pops from there. And like, the, I remember the old guys too. They're like, oh, we had these like fucking race wars outside. I mean, I was 12 <laughs> and drinking Miller High Life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so, I mean, my memory could be stunted, but I just remember like skirmish it. It's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I'm sure I, you know, imagine a lot of things too, but you're like, you ever have a, a feeling about your memory? You're like, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. You know, oh, like, totally. Yeah, I question like, it all the time, yeah, especially like, the older ah. I get. I'm like, I don't know. Well, it was interesting. I saw, um, I was doing shows in Chicago one night in like downtown. This is like a year ago, some of that. And it was uh, during the uh, shocker fucking cops shot and killed a black kid, but they shot him like 26 times. And they, they had released the dash cam footage. And they put out a riot alert. So, like, on your phone, it was, like, uh, you know, riot disperse. If you're down that area, it's basically, it was, it was, like, geographically, on your phone, it would just say, like, you know, basically, you need to leave the area or there's something going on. It was all over the news. It's, like, pictures of these angry hordes. Then all of a sudden, we're outside. We're, like, just having beers after the show. And I see this, like, group of 25 people walk down the street. And I'm, like, what's that? And then I see a fucking CNN reporter with a fisheye up in it. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then I'm watching TV and I'm like, you fucking assholes. Because they made it seem like this giant riot was going on. Right, right. But then they'd have these aerial shots that pulled back. And then there was a teacher's rally going on at the same time in a like a 30-minute drive away in another part of Chicago. And it was a peaceful teacher's rally about mm-hmm. the whatever the strike going on there. And they were crapping in between. And I'm, I'm like, like, that's oh, the fucking B-roll. fucking oh. kidding me. Because it looked like it was like an animal. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it wasn't at all. It was like, this is complete bullshit. And you're like, then you start thinking like, oh, how? I just, I can't can't take anything serious anymore it's to hard, a fault man. where you're like wait what what happened like you know i take the olympics serious though uh, i can't i can't wait to root for ron sheckler who's whoever's your, representing who's the your country. dream uh who's your dream um okay so if you have to do a, a team of four skateboarders to represent the united states past or present who are you gonna do fuck dude four no particular order are they gonna be in their prime age absolutely i I mean, if that's what you're going for, I'm kind of looking yeah. for the dudes that are already fucking has been. So I yeah. want to see a big old letdown. I want Neil Blender for nice. sure. Yes. Because he might spray paint something or just be fucking maniac. Yeah. Um, who else, dude? It's super hard. Like, you obviously would want to see what Gons would do. You know, that'd be good for sure. That I hope he'd be... wear that Star of David shirt. That <laughs> he has to. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that deer skating <laughs> really. The Israel shirt? Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. Past or present, hard. Maybe Austin Gillette. I just like watching Austin Gillette skate. Yeah, and then good. Fred Gall. Fred Gall for sure. <laughs> like, come on. Fred Gall already won the Olympics. I was at the Christmas party with him. I've got. <laughs> I have fucking feels on my Instagram. He fucking he did a guest set and sang with that band at the four by eight party. That <laughs> was incredible. So okay, that's your four. I'm trying to think of my four. I think I'm gonna go. Oh geez, you gotta go Fred. Of course, I gotta go Fred on there, and then I gotta go. Um, let's bring back who's the really shitty, the only, the weak link in the DC video. Who's the young kid? Oh, dude, is it like a Greg Myers? Okay, let's just give him a shot. Mm-hmm. Let's roll the dice. Let's bring him back. Cause I don't think he had any business being in that movie. And I don't know who his <laughs> uncle is, but that was like the only that it's like the vert button you've heard. We fast forward to the bar. That was like mm-hmm. the Greg Myers button for me. <laughs> um, and then let's. Uh, un- but he's not allowed to do double flips because that's embarrassing to the country and everybody else. That's an absolute, absolute, I'm absolutely adamant about that. So Greg Myers, um, man, Taylor got me thinking about Greg Lutzka because Taylor backs Greg Lutzka. 
hey, I'm down, dude. Dude, Fedora. He's a nice guy. He could have like a, a Star Spangled American dude, Kid Rock banner. Check this shit out. So I was in um, Maryland for like a do tour thing or something. And they were blowing it out super hard. Like it was, you know, real typical like event where it's like we're going to have all these satellite events because everyone's here. Like it was just one of these ones where I think Vans was doing some big art show like. So I had art in the art show, which is incredible. So his drawings of himself, and like, it was just, it was rad. But uh, so we're at this thing, and then all of a sudden we see this like rental car, like steed out rental car, pull up, and it's like Tony Magnuson comes out with like a rock star fedora, what, and like a leather coat, and then all the other rock stars came out with like they because they all got to wear the hat, you know, whoa, and like Luska came out, and it was like a rock. <laughs> It was like a rock star entrance, and, and like my friend who I was with is like, it's not a contest, no photo incentives, take off the fucking fedora, asshole. Like, <laughs> we're just like, dude, these guys are so. It was like the middle of the summer, it's hot as fuck, and like Let's Get is like, you know, beanie on. And <laughs> we were talking about that. Do you think Lutzka has like, does he alternate fedoras because he pits them out? Like he sweats them out on those? He's got to have more than one. And that is, that's just like check, check, check. Every, <laughs> every fucking contest, him doing that 270 board the 270 five board, just dude. Catch it. My friend, I mentioned this on another episode, but my friend matched with him on Tinder. And I was like, give me the fucking phone right now. And I was trying so hard to get Greg Lutzka to date me. <laughs> I was like, please message me back. Please message me. He didn't. He's from there. See, that would be tight. Like, you know there's something fucking weird about that dude that would be mad interesting. And then all of a sudden, he'd be super endearing to skateboarding. Like, well, so there's something going on. Well, like that, that K-Swiss video. Did you ever see that? Oh, totally. That was like, I, fucking Taylor never seen that. And, oh, my God. Like, K-Swiss. That was the best video ever. He's like, I haven't built an office for me yet. Like, he's still <laughs> waiting on that office. And that YouTube video is still out there. <laughs> Do you think he even has the email anymore? He's like, yo, do you guys mind taking that down? They're like, please, man. It's like, ah, okay, I'm trying to think for my fourth. Who's my anchor? Who's my anchor of all the skateboarders out there? What about someone, I blew it on picking this one. What about someone like at their druggiest point, like a real rond out Jim Greco or something? I was going to say Cardiel right after the accident. (laughs) 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 I'm going to get shit (laughs) So... No, so that or awesome. <laughs> it. it was only an hour and a half in before I fucking shut the podcast out. No, we're gonna go uh, drugged out. Ooh, drugged out Andrew Reynolds. That'd be good. Oh yeah, wait. No, there's gotta be a better druggie. Yeah, who's the fucking real best druggie? Fabian. He fucking threatened to stab people. He just be yeah. He just. I don't think he he wouldn't really you know he wouldn't really rep hard for the country you know it's like he's not he's not my idea of it uh, uh of it. I don't want to see Menace there because it would tarnish their image in my head. Yeah, that wouldn't be cool. I'm trying to think, who's another good druggie that really did it right and did it hard? Gator. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let him out. He, he can't be the... He, he gets can't. a presidential party yeah. to get out. He can't be the first murderer to win a, a flag or a medal, no. right? Have you seen like what his shit is now? Like He's got a new persona in jail? No. It's like... Uh, he's almost like... A, um, not like blues traveler, but like an emotional acoustic guitar singer guy. Who the fuck is but an acoustic got, guitar in jail? But he's yeah, he's got, he's like a Christian rocker in jail Ugh. with the new. But he's got a new name. Like you can't find it under fucking um, ass like a Skippy jar. <laughs> yeah, like fucking uh, rejoice Rogowski or some shit. It was fucking terrifying. I just remember that documentary and then <laughs> the stuff with like. That video of like him running and he's like running away from the security guard and then he turns and hits the cop. I'm like, oh, he was crazy. Like, 
Ooh, like, look, look out! Oh, yeah, this guy has, has a dude ever sounded less remorseful in their life? No, I think he's up there. He's like American Psycho. Mm-hmm. I like legit. You think that's drug activated? Is that or is that is that environmental or is that chemical? You think that made him be that? He's got to be wired that way. God damn, he's a good skateboarder for sure. But just God, like in that thing, like at the end, like it's like, dude, this is a movie. You know that, right? Like, yeah, everyone's gonna see this shit. It's like. I'm really sorry. Beep for all, and I'm like, you're not sorry at all. Dude. How did I forget? Not to cut you off. Jeff Grasso, oh, in totally. drugs and without drugs, he can be two people on my team. I fucking that guy. I want the druggy version. Yeah, dude. When he talks about fucking uh, pulling uh, heroin needles from fucking Seven uh, Eleven, he's like, you dance to the devil. She's gonna bite you, or whatever he says. Oh, dude. And he talks about that gator when he talks about the. Is it the gator? Or is it the soy documentary where he talks about? It, he's like. Yeah, give me some money. I'll tell some lies. Like, <laughs> he's just so fucking gay. Have you ever met that guy before? Uh, yeah, I did. It, it House of Vans for like one. It was the. It was actually this fucking this thing. The twenty oh, years of the half cab. Sick. And uh, had one of those um, the black flag, Grateful Dead mashup shirts. Like my friend Jeremy yeah. Dean makes those. It was the first one, and he was like, "Dude, what the fuck is that?" And then he grabbed Tony Alvin. He was like, "Tony, look at this shirt." And I was like, oh, I'll have this dude email you. And I know he, e- like, Gross was yeah. warned it on the show. And then Tony talked about God. And all <laughs> that. I met him three times, and he was a dick to me all three times when I was little. He was so He fucking... was yelling at uh, Mike McGill at that thing, uh-huh. of course, which is kind of like, I'm not mad at that. No, thing. I get that, like, I want to be yelled at, like, <laughs> like especially when I'm a dumb kid. But, like, I remember being a little bit too old to get yelled at, like, adultish, and he just went hard God. Oh, He's like, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> I got bugged. There's this old skateboard collector that used to live next to where my shop was at. I still <laughs> have the board. And he has like, all these amazing old album boards. Like, I, have a, I ended up buying them from like, these, I have original Jay Adams, like these, all these tone album boards. But he said he, like, Alva was in town where I was at and, like, walked into his, like, you know, it's a museum. It's, like, probably one of the most comprehensive private museums I've ever seen of boards. Wow. This is this old weird guy. And Alva just saw his boards and started signing him. Like, like he didn't even <laughs> ask. And the dude was, like, I didn't want it signed. Like, he, like just, he just fucking ruined it, Yeah, man. thanks, dick. Like, yeah, but I always think about that. Like, that guy is, uh, wow, that guy's out there. Well, Jay Adams had to die. Would you put Jay Adams in the team? I don't think so. No, not, not Stacey Peralta or Dwayne Peters either. I'm not putting that fucking. Yeah, I don't I have, want him to like bite anyone. Yeah, have you tried to watch uh, Sir Hamilton recently? Uh, I watched it when they released it online, like a couple years ago. Yeah, I tried to make kids in my shop watch it, and you don't realize like, it's wow, like, it gets real bad. Yeah, man. it's. I mean, I'm a big fan. Of, I remember watching that video, and being like, wow, that mini ramp, or the the ramp is so sick, and everything's good, but wow, it's it's bad, man. I mean, it, it's bad when the dudes in it know it's bad. You know, it's like. Man. I think it was one of those things like, yeah, there was like eight skate videos at that time. Yeah. And that one was like a little different. So, I mean, the stuff where they're like skating around through the streets, so like that's the awesome. The Guerrero stuff with the launch ramp is mm-hmm. like unbelievable. I can't imagine seeing it. Kids don't even know like the fly ramp ages of like just no knees left. Oh, I was thinking about that the other day of like, I remember coming up in the jump ramp era. And then like when jump ramps went away, like most dudes I knew quit because yeah. it was just like. I'm like, I'm 16. I don't have knees anymore. Yeah. And I'm, I definitely can't like jump downstairs now. Like and it's a wrap. You dude. wondered why a bunch of them got hooked on Oxy. Yeah, they exactly. have no cars left in their knees and oh. they're not even in puberty yet. <laughs> I remember like, what, like watching kids do that, like in the 80s, particularly. Like I was little. So I, I was born in 82. So I was like, let's see, eight. I started skating at like four or five. 
but all the I was, like, I was hanging out with sixteen year olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd always like put like if the cops would pull us over, they'd put weed in like they'd like <laughs> fill me up with their drugs and like yeah, you're not gonna get busted. <laughs> yeah, like you're fine. Dude. I was like a little drug mule when I was a kid. <laughs> um, but like I remember watching kids like just like fucking six seven feet in the air like mm-hmm. fire amps and like throwing the bar away landing like oh i'll get it next time You're like oh. this is not gonna be good wait let me check the last thing to make sure i'm cool, gonna man. wrap this one up here totally let me see here okay um oh okay perfect fear of meeting idols right mm-hmm. so the guys you looked up to skating wise what's it like when you do finally meet them do you have that like that you know what I'm talking about like yeah it's it's weird man because you don't want to be like a punisher when you meet these guys because i think like, the worst thing is to ask people about, like, minutia or things that you kind of fetishize that yeah. they don't give a fuck about. <laughs> like, it's the most – you realize, like, what a weirdo you can sound like. If, if it's like, I don't know, I've watched this part of this person 400 times. They've maybe watched it four. And they don't remember what fucking shirt they're wearing. Or they don't oh, care. Yeah. Like, or, like – Oh, dude, like, that song's amazing. Why'd you choose it? Like, I didn't choose it. Like, the filmer. Ah, damn it. That shit's kind of... But I don't know. I I think, for the most part, I mean, I guess I've just talked to so many people at this point that, like, my my expectations are so low. Like, it's kind of hard, man. You go through these interviews where, like, at parts of the... You know, like, it's like someone's trying to fill you out. Like, I've... I probably interviewed Caballero three different times and like, he doesn't remember like, and yeah. I'm not going to fucking be like, I interviewed you before dude, like whatever. And you know, he'll start the interview off talking to you. Like you don't even know what skating is. You yeah. Know? And he's too busy selling his boards on eBay. <laughs> have you seen Just, that shit? Yeah, dude. Yeah. It, like all those dudes, they know they have like the, the fucking archive to, to sell off. Like, but like Lance but, mountain has but, like a store, but know? like the board that he currently is riding. He's like, Oh, this one was at house of Vans, <laughs> and he's going to sell it. Like they're like, Ugh. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's like kind of like you want to just be like, dude, pause for a second. Like, I know who you are. Like, can we just fucking skip ahead to this shit? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess like the the ones that are hard is when like I was doing. I'll I'll tell you like I was doing this article with uh, Ian from Jenkum about for Brooklyn Mag just about like skateboarding in Brooklyn, like very broad. And I was just like, listen, like. There's no way a New York City outlet is going to do something cool. So, like, let's just be all, like, let's just say we're going to do it, and and that's it. Like, we're going to get all the photography, we're going to do the blurb, and that's what it is. And so, we kind of just hit up people that, we, you know, we know live in Brooklyn or had, like, some impact in, like, relatively recent history who aren't, like, you know, like, someone moved me here so I can get clips or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was, like, just people who, like, represent, and I just was, like... Well, I know, I think he lives in Queens now, but I want to hit up Bob Pulio just because I think, like, as far as building stuff, DIY, documenting a certain style in New York, he represents, like, he kind of laid out this path that people make money off now. Okay. Um, and he was just a big representation. And when I was hitting him up, he was just like, I'm not original Brooklyn. Like, you want to talk to, like, Ivan Perez or Stephen Callis? Like, pe-. And I'm like... No, dude, I get it. Like, yeah, those dudes are original Brooklyn, but they don't have an impact on what is happening in skating now. Okay. The way you do, you know? And it's like, he was like very reticent to be a part of it and he didn't want to be a part of the article. And then they left Lurker Lou shot all these cool photos for the article and then the, they fucking edited them out. They edited out a picture of Brian Anderson, like this amazing portrait. Like it it just turned into a shit show and it, it sucks when 
you're given the responsibility to do something and you're not even allowed to document it the way you want to. Yeah. And it sucks letting people down, but it sucks even more where they don't even give you the chance of like, like, I don't know, man. Like I wanted to talk to Bob about his perspective on this whole thing. Cause he's just an interesting person. Yeah. You know? So that stuff, like the ones that almost get away are kind of hard. And then like I recently interviewed Mark Gonzalez and that was just like, I felt like I just showed up with all this shit that we could talk about. And I felt like fucking Nardwar at some point, like, uh, like, oh, human Serbia. <laughs> like, what did I do? But it was like, it was super rad. It was super fun. And it was just kind of as, as free form as you'd expect yeah. just being around him and like how his personality darts around. And that was one that was kind of like the mic drop moment of like, oh man, if like, if this goes bad, I'm going to be really fucking bummed. If this goes well, I'm going to be really hyped because yeah. you know, that's, it's cliche as it is like that's someone who made such an impression you know and not, yeah, that would be incredible to see or to like to be, is that out yeah yeah there's like one parts on like there's one studio visit on jenkum and one in paper mag okay they're kind of two different two different things just because there's like i could have written 20 pieces on being with them for yeah. an afternoon you know okay so the last thing i'm gonna ask you to do everybody yeah for comics i asked them do you have any advice for new comics What's your advice for like anyone that wants to be a writer? I think the main thing is, I guess the best advice I could give is, well, there's two things. Like one, read other writers. Like really, just don't stop reading just because you're a writer. Like try to absorb how people tell stories. Avoid the lead that starts with like, I'm sitting in a cafe and so and so is eating a French fry. Like fuck off. I don't care what people eat and shit. Yeah. You know, like I know Jennifer Aniston probably eats French fries. It's not ironic to like point it out. You know, like point out who these, who the people are or what the POV is or what, like I go back and read old things from old village voices. And I think what's nice about them is that they tell me, inform me about something in a city that maybe I even live on that block and I don't remember, like, I don't know what that was like. Yeah. And it's like, you have that opportunity to tell that story. So one thing is to constantly read from, you know, read about what you're into. If you like skateboarding, read about skateboarding, read past, present, future. You know, like, I mean, tell the future, read the present and, and study the past, you know. Um, the other thing is to know how much of yourself to put into a story and how much of yourself to take out. So, for example, um, I think a good a good balance of that was like when I was talking, you know, interviewing Mark Gonzalez, like kind of the crux of the interview was his heritage in Los Angeles. And for me the interesting thing about Los Angeles growing up was like kind of the gang graffiti coming out of there, like looking at suicidal tendencies records yeah. and just seeing like this type of art that I didn't have any, like there's no cholos in Massachusetts. Yeah, you know, it's sure. not really like yeah, yeah. that type of like Latino car culture or anything. Um, so I, you know, talked to him about like old teen angels magazines and just like how that stuff informed them. And it was a good gateway into the conversation. So it was like a little bit about like my curiosity, but more about him. And it's like, you know, I read, it's very easy to turn anything inward because that's your reference. Yeah. You know, it's like if you were an abused kid and then you find someone speaking out on abuse and you interview them and it becomes more about like your thing. It's like, let it breathe. Like let people tell their thing. You know, so I think that's, I think that's the biggest, you know, like aside from like just doing your homework is, you know, letting people, letting 
the authenticity of the story be what it is and don't be afraid to ask hard questions and understand that not everyone's going to like what you write about them and they're going to say they didn't say something that they said yeah and fucking whatever and and also realize like i was talking with someone about it today about how you know i think in the past whether it's skating art music you're reading less things about people so it's easier to develop a narrative about who they are like if you think if like when guns and roses guns and roses were big there was maybe eight big stories written about them a year or whatever and it's like that's eight now if like axel rose takes a shit it's eight stories about what he tweeted about the shit or whatever yeah uh are is duff gonna fucking quit like whatever it just like it it just fractures off into all this like nonsense and i'm like it's really hard to have anything to focus on and kind of make the legend of something because there's so much out there yeah so like in a perfect world for me i'd write 10 things a year 12 to one a month would be awesome but i can't i'm not allowed that yeah. you know i got i'm like constantly doing shit and that's how fast things go like i mean when people were talking about the best skate video that came out last year, like I had to remind people that the polar video came out because it came out in March. Yeah. And it's like, that's a different world. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. That's the one thing. This the, the balls it takes to put out something right now, mm-hmm. just because you know what you're up against. There's always something yeah. different though. So yeah, I just think like when you have the opportunity to do something, make sure you appreciate that opportunity. And I think that plays into the ego thing of like, it doesn't have to be about you. You know, it's about, whatever like you can't interview jason dill and have it not be about jason dill yeah, you know? yeah. but people are going to do that shit awesome well that's perfect and cool, then, uh real quick where can they find you i know your website and your instagram and twitter what's the yeah my website is uh anthony it's pretty sparse it's just like a catch-all um instagram anthony underscore papa and that's pretty much I try not to link to too many things I'm writing there unless it's something visually compelling. Like, for example, the piece with Jerry um, in Huck magazine, like Maring's photos are so impressive that it's like I'm going to put that value there for people to see. I try to not just put like, here's a screenshot of like the 10 ugliest uh, skate jeans, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I guess I've been a little more engaged on Twitter lately. It's uh, Anthony Pops on Twitter. Cool. And that's, yeah, that's where you can find me, whatever I'm up to. If you, uh, that's one question I wanted to ask you before yeah, yeah. we're done here. Um, if you had to be a Guns N' Roses member, who are you taking? Did any of them die? I fucking hate that band. <laughs> it could be. I, I think Axel died a bunch, but he's still yeah. died. Yeah. It's tough, dude. Uh, to, no, Izzy, at least that dude knew, knew when to, like, he kind of looked yeah. the coolest, dude. He took the buyout. He was gone. He just started the juju rounds. What if those guys aren't even bad? They're all live, come to think of it. What if, like, Slash is on the Dean Martin tip where he's just drinking Sprite? <laughs> he's not actually drinking booze. He's like, you fucking idiots. He just takes off his giant. How the hell did they fucking survive? Like, I don't know. They're bad people. I don't get it. I bad mean, I, band, I, bad I think, ah, fuck, Welcome to Jungle was the shit, though. It was just like, that shit was like the soundtrack to like some dude yelling at me while I'm skating a spot. Pretty much. Because it was like such a, like, I'm not going to lie. Like when that shit first came out, I'm like, whoa, this is like powerful or whatever. But it just became like a battle cry for like, uh, I don't know, the type of dudes I wasn't trying to fuck with. It, like, was, on, it was in Lean on Me, the Morgan Freeman movie about Patterson, New Jersey, about the high school. Did you ever see that? 
I don't remember that movie. Shout out to Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, he cleans up this like fucked up high school, and like they show like they're throwing teachers off the roof, and they're like, you know who you are? Oh, you want no. a joke with me? That's what I always think about. I'm like, hey, you're real metal, Axel. You sold that song to Morgan. <laughs> All right, man, we're getting out of here. Thanks so much for coming out. I appreciate it, Yeah, thank it, you, man. Uh, dude, it's been so much fun, and thanks to Tenor Chat for having us, and uh, at, this is Max White on everything, and yeah, just follow and do stuff. And check out Anthony's stuff. I'll post a link to the Huck Magazine stuff, too, and anything else you want to post there, too. Yeah, I just it'd be cool if people check that out. Jerry's yeah. got an interesting story, so. I just got to work up the balls to ask him to do this. Yeah, come on, Jerry. Directly. Do this thing, man. <laughs> He's just going to be like, I hate the sound of my voice. Shut up, Max. All right, we're out of here. Thanks so much. Bye. Max White, everyone. See something funny. It wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will work. <laughs>